Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. Hi. 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 Tabua. Tabua. Aub. <laughs> what about Aub? Safula. Cool, neat story. Was that supposed to be funny? There's local politics, bud. Don't go over the rules. It'll take forever. Let's just get to the draft. Let's get the pumping. I got a little taco meat on my chest. It's going to be fun. We, we, in the, we in the fig. I mean, everybody going to be loud. I'm going to be loud with them. I'm going to be screaming, too. Like, yeah, let's go. Let's go. Let's do this. You ready for this? I am. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. All righty, welcome in to a free beer Friday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Brock here inside the Pirate Radio Studios on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. We're on 1250, 930. You can find us online, PR927FM.com, and watch the program. And be a part of the show on Facebook Live and on YouTube. You can chime in there with uh, questions, comments, concerns, birthdays, anniversaries, whatever you got here on a Friday edition of Pirate Radio Live. We've got a case of uh, good old American Budweiser coming up. The, the, the Freedom Beer is on the line today. 24 of them bad boys coming up uh, in our number three. So uh, stay tuned for that. That is on the line. We've got a lot of guests to get to as well, including the head football coach of the J.H. Rose Rampants, Will Bland, former ECU wide receiver, will join us. Man, he's done an awesome job in just a couple of years there as the Rose head coach. So we'll start to preview some area high school football today in about 20 minutes with Will Bland from J.H. Rose. At 4 o'clock, we got a lot to catch up on with Tony Dunn, CalinaCatChronicles.com. We'll get his thoughts on Baker Mayfield Myself, Tony, Chandler, and CJ will tell you what team that didn't make the playoffs last year will make it this year. We'll uh, go over the Hall of Fame class. And I want to uh, to see if Tony is caught up and, and everyone here is caught up on the Lamar Jackson-Bernard Pollard Twitter beef that happened on Wednesday night. It was good. That was some good stuff there. Uh, so we'll, uh, we'll talk about that as well in hour number two, NFL hour. Three guests in hour number three. Morgan Aylers will join us on the Pirate Radio Live line, as will Mark Greenhelge, Golf Shop Radio Show, and Brian North. So those are the guests on today's program. Shirley Rhodes is here. CJ Schaefer is here. And Chandler Honeycutt is to my left. Hello, Chandler. What's up, Clipper? What's going on this beautiful Friday? Yeah, we got a lot going on, and we've got a great day of golf going on, or that has already gone on, with Harold Varner III. He was in trouble after round one on uh, on Thursday, but man, turned it around today. Went five under on the day, four under for the tournament, mm. and he is in uh, good shape. He's going to make the cut. Unfortunately, he is uh, not really in contention because Cameron Smith uh, set the course on fire today, went eight under par in his round two, and is sitting 13 under at the Open Championship. He is two shots up on Cameron Young, four shots up on Dustin Johnson and Rory McIlroy, five up on the number one golfer in the world, Scotty Scheffler. But uh, good to see HV3 turn it around today, make the cut, and he's going to play into the weekend that's awesome news and what is the cut line by the way because uh there is a player playing in this tournament that you might know tiger woods will not be making the cut 
I just saw him on well, the plus nine is not going to do it. Mm. Uh, even par is going to be the cut line projected cut. It appears. Mm. Yeah, Harold uh, with a good day today. Cameron Young with the lead just about all day yesterday at minus eight. But Cameron Smith, my gosh, what did you say he had? Uh, what did he do today? Is eight under. Eight 64. under. Thirteen under and is in the lead. So t- two Camerons at the top of the leaderboard. Cam and Cam. Uh, if you had Mark Kalkovecchia in your golf pool. Ruffling. Mm. Uh, 21 over par. Ouch. That's, that's, that's tough. Where's dude. my guy John Daly? JD. I don't know. I haven't seen John he Daly. He made an eagle putt today to put him at uh, one under. Oh, nice. Okay. Well, let me slide on up the leaderboard here and see if I see him. Come on, JD. Come on, JD. Uh, oh, no. I'm not got to be a faster way to do this. Mm. Can I, like, search him or something? If you do control F and look up John Daly. Yeah, I'll uh, we'll figure it out. Ah, uh, you're going to go a different route. <laughs> uh, so John Daly is even par. Oh, right on the cut line through 13. Is this being televised anywhere, Chandler? We've we got to see out. John Daly on this television screen right now. That'd be cool if he could make a cut. Uh, uh try the USA Channel, USA Network, because that was it was on USA yesterday. Psych, one of my all-time uh, favorite shows, was part of the USA Network. Psych. Yep, great show. And, uh, yeah, we'll see if that's on. All right, so congrats to HV3. He'll be playing on into the weekend. Uh, No MLB this afternoon, I believe, on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Da Buck. Da Buck. Last night, the Braves beat your Nationals. Man, if we could play the Nationals every night. You'd be in good shape. (laughs) I'd be in really, really good shape right now. How about Igo's Mariners? They continue on. Uh, They're hot streak they are officially the hottest team in baseball uh, with more wins now in a row than the orioles but the orioles will put their 10 game win streak on the line tonight when they take on the race so the o's have won 10 in a row the mariners have won 11 straight games as they came back to win last night yankees and red sox will play tonight at 705 uh those games going on tonight in major league baseball uh any what uh, let's see so anyone up Anyone, anyone open MLB? Anything else to watch this weekend? Oh. Other than Chandler live, where are you going to be playing, Chandler? I'll be playing at Lakewood Country Club in Salemburg, North Carolina. Is it's that open la- to the public? It is open to the public if you want to go out there. But shockingly enough, no one goes out there to watch us play. Um, but it is at Lakewood Country Club. The Lakewood Country Club member guest. I don't know how many this is that it makes for uh lakewood country club but i know my grandpa used to play back in the day so um my third year playing started in the covid year Uh, i was laid off from my job so i played a lot of golf while i was laid off and my buddy tim white said let's play in the member guest this year you're playing a lot you're getting a lot of practice in so we did we were in the third flight we ended up winning that first year last year we were in the second flight got moved up a flight no luck in that flight and then this year we're back in the third flight trying to get uh what's rightfully ours and that is the third flight championship rightfully yours you say mm-hmm. surely um usa network no golf but there is a live sporting event on would you like to guess what that sporting event is i, I a summer event it is not your your typical basketball baseball football hockey golf cricket cornhole no um it is not held in the united states it is held in a different country cricket no stop saying cricket 
Um, it rhymes with Ricket. No, I'm kidding. Uh, it is the Tour de France. Tour de France. Oh yeah. They are. They are bicycling over mountains and things of that nature for miles and miles and miles. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's uh, that's a brutal sport there. I guess unless you're pumped full of steroids like Lance Armstrong. <laughs> Who would ever do such a thing? Lance Armstrong. Man, what a... Uh, <laughs> I don't know, what a dirty sport, or at least it has been in the past. Like, everybody that won got popped for something in the Tour de France, including uh, our guy Lance Armstrong. All right, our hey, we, we found the coverage. There it is. Even All right, though- now show John Daly. Yeah, we'll see uh, if we can. By the way, he is he, he is wearing Hooters pants today. All right. And on the bag for John Daly, can anybody guess who's on the bag for him? His son. All right, you knew it, John Daly Jr. A, Little John, uh, golfer at Arkansas. Is that yes. right? Yeah. Yep. All right, there you go. Uh, coming up later on in the show, when we talk to Tony Dunn, and I'm ready to to really dive into these uh, summer NFL and college football conversations. So today we're going to do teams that missed the playoffs last year that will make the playoffs this year. And I've asked uh, everyone to give a reason why, uh, pick a team, and uh, we're all going to do that in hour number two because we're getting about there. I guess when do training camps open up next week? It's got to be coming up soon. Yeah, you know, you'll have that. you got the Hall of Fame game coming up less than uh, three weeks away now. So we're starting to get into it, and as I said, Will Bland – going to join us here in just a moment and uh we'll start to preview some high school football as uh nate connor coming up tuesday on the show we'll get all the area coaches on here to uh preview the season can't wait for the high school the local high school preview at parker's barbecue when is that again uh brian bailey said that that will be taking place on monday august 8th i'm looking at coach bland he says he doesn't know so that's for us fat guys to know you don't worry about that coach we're looking forward to the barbecue we're looking forward to the food god that's good that's that's one of my favorite days of the year i went out there with you last year and uh took videos as you uh interviewed the local high school coaches and it was fun it was great to get to know the uh the coaches some of them knew um so uh yeah and a new conference and you know, that was named last year a monster by brian bailey yeah he gets credit for the what is it carolina 3a 4a Big Carolina. Big Carolina. Big Carolina. 384. Brian Bailey. And uh, nobody else likes it other than Bailey. <laughs> Just kidding. It's, it's a fine name. It's a cool name. It is a beast of a conference, though. And uh, we'll talk about that more when Coach Bland joins us in just a few minutes. So there's the setup uh, for this Friday show. Uh, once again, a case of Bud on the line. Mm. So that should keep people... Do you mind uh, if I, thirsty for hour three? Do you mind if I take that with me for this weekend? <laughs> That's always funny when there's beer here and somebody acts like they're going to drink it, and that was a good one. <laughs> Gets me every time, man. Hey, I didn't man, say anything about drinking. I said, can I just take it with me? Hey, what, maybe there might be like twenty two in there by <laughs> yeah. the time we're done oh, today. Uh, by the time they get it, there might be it might be halfway empty. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, man. You know, you're a jerk. You know that? How so? <laughs> Explain. You're just being a jerk. How? I was just saying that. Can I take it with me? No. Oh, it was a real question? No, you can't. All right. That's what I was looking for. All right. No. Oh, mercy. It wasn't a joke. I, was... I, I need beer for the weekend. No. And it's sitting right here in front of me. No, you can't have that. I, I apologize. I thought you were being facetious. I was being facetious. Yeah. All right. Uh, oh, saw this today. 
New college oh. baseball rules. Oh. oh, yeah. I saw that the uh, fun police was out today. <laughs> woo, woo, woo. I haven't heard that one before. <laughs> <laughs> We're only doing original material. <laughs> Nothing new here. This is original material Friday. So I hope you brought your A game. Was that a reference? That is old material. Can't use that. 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 Uh, Kendall Rogers, D1 Baseball, says the NCAA Baseball Rules Committee proposed some... Oh, proposed okay. some changes. Okay, I was about to say. Proposed. That's... So I guess there's meetings coming up. Uh, no more celebratory props on the field. Oh, my gosh. The second one. Wait, the second one? Conferences, coaches can agree to put a runner on Ghost second runner. base in extra innings. All right, I, I'm I'm more worried about the first one. I know that is fun. Uh, several action clock changes in game. Twenty second action clock. Now I don't I don't know what those. Does are. that mean we need Mike Mullis here? Does that mean like maybe a batter stepping out stepping out of the box? Maybe a pitcher off the rubber. All right, here we go. Under the proposal, runners on base, a pitcher would be required to start the motion of throwing a pitch or making a pickoff throw to avoid violating an action clock. Pitchers would be allowed one step off, one fake throw to a base per batter to reset the clock. If a defensive player requests and is granted timeout, it would be treated the same as a step off. <laughs> if the 20-second clock expires without a pitch or pickoff throw being made, a ball would be added to the count. So it's a new pitch clock. I guess. And I've told a lot of people that have gone to minor league games this year, especially Wood Ducks games, and they're like, man, that uh, – that pitch clock is serious business. Like they, we talked to Brian Hanks. He said they've had two Wood Ducks games that have gone under two hours this year, and I think he said they're averaging like two hours twenty three minutes, something like that. So it does make the game go a little quicker, and we'll see if that uh, is introduced into college baseball. Do you think umpires see this? Maybe like a Ray, uh, or not uh, Max Stokes sees this and goes, "Oh my god." Probably. That's something that we have to keep up with. That's something we have to add to the list of things we have to keep up with. Probably so. You're probably right because, I mean, and we're going to blame the umpires for when it happens in a game and it doesn't go our way, but it's just one more thing for them to worry about, to look at. So, yeah, you're probably right there. I don't don't think umpires are clamoring for this unless they want to leave early uh, to games. But uh, no, how about no props on the field 2023? That's going to be, and it's not going to settle well with a lot of fan bases in college baseball, but definitely here in Greenville because a lot of ECU fans live for, you know, in the past it was the birdhouse. I live for that. And, I mean. You take that away, I'm dying. I'm yeah. dead. Yeah, so <laughs> they love that. They live for it. They go, Some people go out to an ECU baseball game to say, I hope there's a home run so we can see the birdhouse. I mainline it in my veins. I mean, you think about the kids. that re, uh, Kids. The kids. Nobody thinks about the kids. No one thinks about the kids. They go out there. Some, some Little League baseball teams have got their own birdhouses or props and stuff. It's a part of college baseball. Why take it away? It's all about the fun. But... Here comes the fun police. They want to take it away from you. Yeah. That fun police is called the NCAA. That they are. And uh, so this year we were we were riding on uh, stick horses. JJC was riding on a stick horse. There was the, a sledgehammer. The Captain Jack Sparrow wig. They had that. Hat. That was cool. There was a cowboy hat for a while. Like, yeah, all kinds of stuff. They brought sandwiches out there, too. Yeah. A lawnmower tire. Yeah. Is a sandwiches, sand- like you said. Is a sandwich a prop? 
Hmm. Or, or is a sandwich a sandwich? Follow-up question, is a hot dog a sandwich? And if so, does that mean it's not a prop or oh, is a prop? Good question. Man, I, are the NCAA thinking about these questions? Lots of loopholes here. <laughs> That's right. Now, contact my lawyers. We're going to uh, get all these answered in a court of law. All right, let's uh, take a break. We'll come back. Will Bland going to join us in the Pirate Radio studios. We will talk some football. I wonder who Will Bland's favorite wide receiver is all-time at ECU. Is it himself? Maybe we'll talk about that, too. When we return, Pirate Radio Live, back with you after this. You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Vacation spots are right here in our very own backyard. Take a trip to a state park and enjoy traditional camping, RV space, and also air-conditioned cabins that can be rented with Wi-Fi. If you're by a lake, be sure to check out the opportunities to rent a canoe or kayak and get out on the water. Um, Your next adventure is right around the corner. For more information, please visit ncstateparks.gov. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Clip Brock. All right, back with you on a Friday. Looking forward to some Fridays in August when uh, they'll be playing some football here uh, across the state, across the country. And uh, we'll talk about what's going on here in eastern North Carolina each and every Friday. Looking forward to some area football. And Will Bland is the head football coach of the J.H. Rose Rampants. He joins us here in the Pirate Radio studios. And, Coach, I uh, appreciate you coming on. How you doing, man? I'm doing pretty good. You know, I'm about to get ready to um, get back to it. We get to start back again Monday, so very exciting. We also have the Titan football camp all, all next week from 9 to 12. So we got any young guys that want to come out there and try to get better, get the craft better, be more than welcome to come out there home. so are you you're gonna be a part of that oh yeah help them out a little bit we're gonna have some of our guys out there volunteering nice uh, so um they can come out there and play some football enjoy their time out there and get a free t-shirt so your week is set then you oh. got your own team you got titan football you got football non-stop <laughs> yeah non-stop non-stop so i gotta make sure uh I'm with the family for a little while, so they won't get mad at me. He <laughs> said, uh, I asked you when you came in what, what what's going on currently, and you said this was a dead week. Right, yeah. So are the players allowed to do anything, or how does that work? Well, exactly? we, we, can't, um, we can't have organized practices right. or organized stuff. So the players, if they want to, they can go out there on their own, can't be with any coaches or anything, and do, like, just try to stay in shape, um, go over the plays that they know by themselves. So I encourage them to make sure, hey, make sure you stay active, make sure you're running, because it was two weeks so when you get back on Monday it's going to be two weeks before you did any organized sports so we'll see if they um, listen to me and stay in shape <laughs> we shall see you also said that uh, you were at the coaches convention recently so um what, what all does that entail? What, what are the discussions there? Oh, well, you know, um, just getting to know some of the people across the state or around, you know, seeing some of the um, older coaches, some of the coaches that have won state championships a lot, and then just hearing about, you know, trying to work out the realignment and trying to get more schools. Like, we right now we got 4A, so trying to increase it so we can have a better ratio of that. So um, mm-hmm. just going in there and just – Hanging out with some of the football, just talking football all day, basically. How long is the clinic? How many days is it? Uh, well, it's 
for football is Wednesday, uh, and that's when they had the East West All Star game down there. But uh, I went up on Sunday so I can enjoy my time. Right. <laughs> uh, Will Bland joining us, and Will, uh, tough conference uh, that you're in right now, although it wasn't that tough for you guys last year. Did nah, I wouldn't put that. No, it wasn't. <laughs> uh, but man, a great year uh, for J.H. Rose, uh, which. Uh, had a long, long run uh, in the playoffs there as well. So coming off uh, of last year, uh, before we get to this year, let's talk last year, Coach, and uh, and and how productive a year that was for you guys. Uh, it was, and you just got to give credit to the kids, um, how they um, buckled down when we started 0-3. You know, a lot of teams um, typically jump off the ship and just throw the season down the drain. But our kids fought back, um, got their first win on the belt against Southwest, and um, then they continued to play hard throughout the rest of the season. And I think when we got to the playoff, uh, we started rolling and um, was able to use that momentum to be some really good teams all the way up to the state championship game. When you look at the personnel who's coming back this year, how many guys do you have returning from that team a year ago? Uh, we got majority of the team um, guys coming back. We know we lost Michael, our running back. We lost Clay yeah. Ma, who also was a great running back and a linebacker. Um, um, in our other middle linebacker, but we got most of the guys coming back, so uh, they've been in the program for a while. Um, they know what it takes to make it to a state championship game. Uh, they've actually been coming out working harder than they ever worked before because um, the how the season ended last year so we want to make sure we don't end up like that again if we had the opportunity to make it back you want to play a lot of games because that means you're winning and, and advancing in the playoffs but 16 games is a lot of football games for high school kids it is it is and you know, just you, you just got to be able to manage some of them guys you got to be able to take like pay attention to how they are uh, you might have to cut practice down a little bit because they're sore you might have to um, don't give them a lot of reps during the games and hopefully you are able to get up big on some of these teams that we play so you can rest some of them guys Will, former big time high school football player D1 football player now a head coach in high school so you know what it takes not just from August to November but what it takes year round so how do you implement that to into your football team what are the off season what's the off season like for for jh rose well um it's pretty busy you know uh we want we encourage our kids to play other sports so if you're doing basketball aou or you're doing baseball just as long as you're doing something to stay active if they're not then we want to make sure that we get eyes on our kids making sure we got them in the weight room making sure we run the kids and making sure that we put them in every position to be able to come out there and play a 60 game season that which we plan on doing every year so if we can keep them coming um, keep them decided to play football then we've done our job will bland joining us will uh how about offensively quarterback uh skill guys who, who's gonna who you gonna be counting on this year well you know we got our, our quarterback comeback he threw for um 3300 yards last year 34 touchdowns so that's a big plus uh, he's only five nine but he is a, he's great in the pockets um he's run that team the general of that team out there uh, we also have um, Kadarius Geddes coming back. Um, he was the second leading receiver behind um, Jaden Grimes, so we expect big things for him this year because uh, he is a senior. Uh, I think he had grown a lot since last year. Um, now we just got to put it on the field so we can um, be productive. We got some um, kids that played on JV for our wide receiver group that are very good uh, coming back. We got Jackson Latham. We got uh, Landon Richard. We now, and we also got a basketball player from last year, Malachi Keys, that plays basketball. He's will be out there. He's six four. He'll be on the outside mm-hmm. catching some of these balls from Will. Um, on the offensive line, we are we got Johnny. He'll be back. Um, two of our JV kids will be there: Tyler Wilkinson, Cameron Taylor, Marquise Phillip, uh, Darius Jones. 
So we're looking for new guys to help us out and step up on offense. Big names leaving, but a lot of guys returning, as you said. Also, I know you uh, have some coaching turnover, an offensive coordinator moving spots. So how about uh, coaching stability? Did you have to add any uh, – how many new coaches did you have to add? Um, well, we made, we made one big hire. We, you know, we lost. Um, Coach King went back yep. to have a lot. Uh, so I'm going to take over some of the offensive call of duty along with Zach Stavdos and we'll help out in that aspect of it. Coach Treshawn, who's our real good O-line coach, will help out with the run game. On the defensive side of the ball, we added a Coach Joseph Daniels, um, who's going to come in and help our defensive coordinator out a little bit, with, which is Coach Lovett. So that's a big help. Um, he's also in the weight room taking over Coach King's spot, so he does a great job and they motivate the kids make sure we're doing what we have to do to stay healthy and then um add a couple of volunteers which you know you, you need all kinds of volunteers so i, I probably got like 21 22 coaches <laughs> whole lot of guys and uh coach you used to have your hands on the uh the jv team and and producing the future great rampants and uh i was told to ask you about a dreyfus kid that <laughs> i believe he was a wide receiver in middle school he's coming up the ranks but uh as somebody who used to coach jv you probably you keep a good eye on what's going on with those guys right right and you have to because those are your future i mean like if, if, you, if they came in and never saw me and never talked to me then why right. would you want to play for me so um i make sure i'm down there with them i go out there um it's a little bit different from them as i tell them it's not middle school ball i don't have to play you um but you come out here and you show me you're gonna work and show me you're gonna listen and attempt to do everything we'll make sure you get in the game because it's all about making sure the kids learn and prepare themselves for that varsity aspect up here if they can get in there and do what they're supposed to lift weights be on practice on time or just communicating that's the big thing with me if you can communicate with me then i know where you at i know where you've been so that's the first thing and we do that we're we're on good foot good notes so do you remember will what what's the toughest jump going from middle school to that first high school action or when you went from you know being a, a football star in high school to college football like how bit you know compare those jumps if well, you could well i was um, in high school i was pretty good so when i came yeah. out of middle school it, it wasn't that really a big jump i mean like maybe a little bit of speed of game but i was also fast faster than a lot of the older classmates so it wasn't that it's probably when i jumped from high school ball to college football because everybody is almost equally the same and it was kind of tough because you, you went know, from the man to then everybody's yeah, the man and, and, yeah everybody in the football i was like what what <laughs> I'm fasting this kid on paper, but on the field, he's running side by side. <laughs> uh, Will Bland joining us. Uh, can, can you stick around another second? Yeah. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back. Uh, Will, we'll talk more high school football. We'll talk a little pirate football as well. We've been going back to the past, Will, so I might ask you about uh, some of your all-time favorites uh, as far as quarterback, running back, receiver at uh-huh. ECU. You can say yourself if you want to. Uh, but we'll talk pirate football, rampant football, and more when we return after this. You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Hey, need some beer for the weekend? The Jarvis Street Bottle Shop near Christie's Europub is a specialty shop selling craft, domestic, and import brews along with wine and growlers. The Bottle Shop offers monthly beer and wine tastings featuring rotating North North Carolina craft breweries, 
along with live music and discounts. Stop by Tuesday through Sunday or check out the Jarvis Street Bottle Shop on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here's your host, Cliff Brock. All right, back with you. Pirate Radio Live here on a Friday. Will Bland joining us, talking a lot of offense. In fact, too much offense. You got to give some love to your defense, Coach. Uh, you know, I, I just said that earlier. But we got to give some because them <laughs> guys, that, um, we need them to stop somebody so we can get the ball back. So, well, but, um, I'm very pleased with uh, how they progressed last year. And we got a couple guys come back. On the back end, you got Jarcier. He's going to be on that corner. We picked up some kids um, from the transfer portal. So, we're going to have Brandon <laughs> Sanders. He'll be out there helping out. Um, Nazir Nixon um, does a great job. Jameer Roach, is a, um, he'll be a junior. He's the starting safety for us last year, so I expect big things for him back in the back. Um, linebackers, Henry Waters, we got to replace them two Giants ones that we have. We just lost with Clayvon and JJ, but I think Henry's going to do a great job, and we're looking for that other one to step up a little bit. Hopefully, he'll step up as the season progresses, uh, as we get ready for the season. And on the line, you got AJ, you got Jaquie Blunt, Delma Smith, we got. Um, um, Jordan Gardner, who's a tr- in front of Tranford Porter. So I think our defense is going to be a uh, very bright spot for us this year. And um, I just see him just getting better and being able to help us um, with some of the tough games that we got to play in the conference. We see it every game on Saturday in college football. Wide open offenses, scores in the 40s, 50s, 60s, sometimes 70s. It has crept into the NFL with all these three and four wide sets, shotgun formation. How, and, and now high school football, uh, kids are throwing probably – more uh more than they ever have especially when you play the 3a 4a teams like you do coach so how tough is it in 2022 to stop somebody on a friday night that's real tough tough because the thing is you want to get your best player in space again so what's the best way to get them is put in the five wide set set where you got a mismatch at the linebackers on the running back or maybe a linebackers on one of your best receivers and just give that guy the ball and let him do what he do in the space so if you got the athletes on defense that can match up with them speeds wise or you able to put pressure on that quarterback because my philosophy is I don't think I don't care how good you are as a quarterback, but you got six people bearing down on you. Going something's got to give. <laughs> is it so when guys go out, everybody wants to be quarterback, wide receiver, be the star, right? Yeah. Uh, do you do you have to tell the guy? All right, you're you're a DB. You're on the other side, uh, and and or how many guys go out there wanting to make the hit, wanting to be the DB? You know what I mean? Right. Um, it's a funny thing because um, right now you deal with the kids. Hey, coach, I'm a wide receiver, throwing the ball. Oh, you can't catch. You're a DB, but <laughs> uh, you got to be able to catch the ball to be a wide receiver. Uh, as far as quarterback, I think a lot of the quarterbacks that's grown, uh, that's coming up in the area know they can throw the ball, know they can be quarterback. So you really don't have that aspect of trying to find a quarterback because you know who they are. Um, I think the biggest one to probably running backs and linebackers. I'm a running back. Okay, well, let's see what you can do with the ball in your hand. If not, you're a linebacker. Right. So uh, that, that's really – it doesn't – affect us that much you just got to be able to um evaluate each player you got out there uh, how, how many positions did you play in high school were you all receiver or did you do other stuff no nah, so in high school i only played quarterback okay. and i was um reserve db and i was pretty good at db but since i was a quarterback they didn't put me back there right. only when they needed me and then when i got to college they i got moved from quarterback to receiver but i didn't like playing defense i didn't like to hit nobody <laughs> uh we've had a good history of of high school quarterbacks playing receiver tight end at east carolina we talked about devon mm-hmm. drew yeah. uh just yesterday great quarterback uh at newburn 
during his days. And I, I was looking at because we've been talking a lot about the past, we've been previewing ECU position groups and also bringing up our old favorites. And my most underrated quarterback, and really one of my favorites, it was great to catch up with him uh, during the pandemic for the first time in a while. But uh, James Pinckney is still training quarterbacks. And uh, he is one of my all-time favorites, uh, Will. And just if he could have had maybe a little more protection, <laughs> he, he might have had. Uh, he might be on the top of the list for ECU QBs. But man, he could sling it. He could. And he, um, we came in together. Matter of fact, we came in the same class, and um, that's one of the reasons I moved because he was there. So, um, but he's a great friend. Um, we did a lot together, together out there. I mean, he's he had to learn how because he had an arm. He had a rocket arm, and sometimes. It, like we run ten yard routes, he would try to kill us with the football. <laughs> like JP, we were standing right here in front of you. You ain't got to throw that hard. But uh, he was a great competitor. I mean, never complained. Just went out there and did his job. He took some shots over the years as the quarterback guy. Yeah. But he always came back and stood up and kept fighting. So that's the biggest thing about. Our- and when you, as a receiver, when your teammates see that, you're like, man, I want to go play for this guy, right? All right. I told him, throw me the ball. <laughs> uh, look at that stat. Will Bland in 2004 had a 100% completion percentage. That's right. One for one. I keep telling him. For 33 yards. That's it. It was against NC State, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Was that the game in Charlotte? All gold jerseys. Oh, dear. You still got your gold jersey? No, they didn't give him that jersey. They, they burned him. It. I don't know what he did. I think... <laughs> The players took him. Somebody took mine. Somebody took his jersey. I was at that game. That didn't go well. No, uh, it did not. Another player with a 100% completion percentage, Chris Johnson, one for one. I wanted to ask about him, too. So that was Chris Johnson's freshman year? So that, yes, that was, yes. It 2004. Was year, yep. I mean, we didn't see it. We, we knew he was a good player, great player, uh, but nobody saw his senior year coming. Did you see anything special in him his freshman year? No, uh, we knew it fast. So when he came yeah. in and um, the thing, the first practice, and he took off around the corner, and once he turned his shoulder, he was gone. We were like, oh, yeah, somebody <laughs> going to lose their job. <laughs> but um, he was great. Um, like I said, he was just like J- JP. He's a hard worker. I don't think that he really put in um, – all the effort he became a senior yeah. and some of his real close teammates um, got in the league and that's when he decided hey, I, need to, I need to go get bigger bulk up a little bit and on top of that he bulked up and still kept the same speed that he was running with so uh, he's a great guy I love him to death so um, um, he did incredible things in the NFL so that's that's just um, hats off to what he did in, uh, at ECU. So. Will, uh, Eastern North Carolina guy, former Pirate, you've been around, so you, you know what's going on with Pirate football. If you could have called a pass from a, a former Pirate quarterback, you can pick one, who would be your, your QB? Uh, Other than James Pink. <laughs> I probably would say um, Shane. Okay. I just, I thought, Being that offense? Yeah, just, hey, He's going to find you. And yeah. he, was, he was just unbelievable. <laughs> the, the way he read defense, the way he was able to distribute the ball to some of his guys, um, that way he um, took over command of the game, and the way he trusted the receivers. So I, my guy would probably be Shane. Now, JP was great, but... Uh, yeah, and he had a great relationship with Lincoln Riley mm-hmm. and, and his teammates as well, right. Justin Hardy, Bryce Williams, those guys. Uh, and that's part of it too, knowing kind of being being one with the quarterback. Right. And I know now that you you know back to calling plays, you want to be that way with your QB. That's right. right. Yeah, you want to make sure that he knows exactly what you're thinking. Also, I mean, like sitting down with him, going on the field. And I got a great um, quarterback coach in Zach Saldo who's going to help out. But we need to be on the same page. We need to know what's comfortable for him, what he likes, what what the team 
what what if he likes them that we're able to run it with the team aspect of it. So our he does a great job. He talks to us. He communicates with us. And uh, like I say, um, I think he's gonna have a real good year this year. Will, uh, how much has football, what happens on the field, changed? In the last 22 years, I guess, since you started, we're playing high school football on to D1 football. What's different about the game now? Um, you know, a lot has changed with as far as a lot of the trash talking stuff. I um, think we have like cleaning up a lot because some of the you know kids can't do this, kid can't say something to the other kids. And, you know, back when we played, uh, we're gonna talk a lot, you know. I mean, well, I think a lot of kids these days get the feeling hurt a little bit. Like, oh, you're talking about me, so now we gotta nip that in the bud. Right. If you can get a team that is very physical and can do it without saying stuff, then I think you got a real good ball team right there. Because then you can intimidate somebody before they even get on the field and play. Is that something that officials look at now and then will flag you quick for it? Flag you quick and throw you out the game. Uh, did that happen with y'all last year? Or? Nah, yeah, we didn't have that. That now it happened on our JV. Um, team one time somebody said a word and got kicked out of the game. <laughs> okay. Hey, it happens. It happens. Uh, also, I guess the the player safety, how much have we seen that uh, aspect change in high school football? Uh, I think it's changed for the best. I mean, uh, you know. Are that, there targeting rules in high school? It's not a targeting rule, rule but it is personal foul. Like helmet to uh, helmet. Yeah, helmet to helmet. Yeah. So they will call that, but you can't kick them out. They just, hey, 15 yard penalty. Right. You, hey, let, pick your head up. Because we don't want, you know, because Rose have, you know, we, a couple years ago, we had an incident here. Right. So, you know, uh, we were real cautious that Rose about that. You know, if somebody got a head, head injury, we're going to pull them out. We're going to make sure we do everything we can possible before we put you back in the game. And if that means we got to take your helmet away from you, we're going to take it away from right. you. Right. So. When I was a senior in high school, they had started really kind of getting down on tackling and stuff. They, in, they implemented the tackling circuits. And I remember when we first started practice, that was the first thing we ever thought or were taught about how to properly tackle. How much are you guys, you know, kind of trying to implement that in your program? Well, Coach Daniel and Coach Love do a great, great job at doing the, our tackle. So, could we use tackle wheels and stuff? And then we do now. It's all about a lot about the hawk tackle where you wrap another guy and then you roll him through his legs so you can get him on the ground, trying to keep your head out of it. Um, so it's all about um, just trying to keep the head out of there because again, you don't want them to have a severe neck injury where they can't play football again. So if you can teach the proper way of tackling, then you can prevent all that. In rugby, they even got helmets. And they snot out of each other too. Yeah. <laughs> How much uh, like live hitting are you, are you able to do or, or do you like to do during these practices you got starting coming up on Monday and and leading into the season, how much kind of good on good live action do well, you do? Well, we try to do uh, a lot of the good on good, but it's all limited in time because they pass law where you can only have a certain amount of in the two hour and a half practice. You can only probably hit for fifteen minutes live. Okay. So, and basically, I try not to. I got a rule that I don't want to lose my kids in practice. Right. And if I'm gonna get a kid hurt, it, it need to be in the game. So we're gonna try to do a lot of a, what they call bump, like the defense come hit them and let them go and let the guy keep running, so we can. But you know that also takes effect because then you got you teaching your kids, hey, you go hit, you don't have to wrap up, you got to mm-hmm. let them go. So we get we got to pick up poison. Did uh, did you watch film in high school? And is that a thing now? It, it's got to be a thing where you, your guys are able to watch film. Oh yeah, we watch. Well, we watch film all the time at Rose. Uh, trying to get matter of fact, we did a seven on seven two weeks ago, and I'm I graded them. I said, boys, we can't. We got to do better than this. This yeah. ain't winning football. Now when I play high school, I ain't see one film. <laughs> <laughs> 
I didn't watch anything. If they put it on, I don't know what I was doing. I don't remember it. <laughs> Those VHS yeah. tapes are... It took uh, too long to rewind. I'm like, hey. <laughs> yeah, really. Now it's... Uh, things, things have changed. Oh, bro. my God. If I had Huddle back when I was in high school, I, I'd be all over it. I, how good honest. is that, too, for uh, opposing teams to know what you know, know what they got, know what right, they're doing? Right, because... Um, you you got highlights. You can see the other team office. So all you got to do is go to the play highlight and watch what's going out going on. But I think um in North Carolina it's pretty good because you can ask about anybody. Okay, let's trade film right. to huddle, and you ain't got to. You can ask somebody from West Charlotte here, and you ain't got to drive there like you had to do in the old days. Meet you halfway. You just click <laughs> on a button, and then you got the there film it right is. there. So, but it's it, it has changed over the years, and I thought I think changing film has been great. Now I just need the ESP and sport crew at my place so we can get like the end zone copy. <laughs> <laughs> some HD, some yeah. all twenty two, yeah. all of it. Uh, so tough conference schedule, obviously, and that opener is pretty tough too against Cleveland. As uh, well, it should be Wilson Hunt actually. And then we got oh Cleveland. Wilson Hunt yep. to open. You're right at yep. home. You'll yep. open up at home. Yep. And then play Cleveland. So Hunt, Cleveland, Northeastern, Southwest, Onslow, the non-conference schedule. Right. What do you think about those? So. Uh, again, there's going to be a, um, a tough one. You know, we went up to um, Hunt last year and lost the first game. And then we lost Cleveland, which they had that muscle running back they had. And then Northeastern, we um, played a very good Northeastern team. They're always tough. Always. And we had five turnovers. So um, I think uh, if we can get through that and come out on the positive side, I think we have a great shot going to the conference. Does Northeastern stud? They have a freshwater still on the roster. Nah, is he just left. Oh, okay. they're out of freshwater. Yeah, they, they, they right. need to go get some more fresh. <laughs> <laughs> Will Bland joining us. Will who? Uh... Uh, Newburn, who's the team to beat in conference this year? Of course, this thing could fluctuate. So many good teams in the league. So who, who's at the top, you think? Because um, you got to do your coach's poll here in a few weeks. So <laughs> we'll get a preview of it right now. Well, I ain't going to give it away, though. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I think Newburn is um, coming back. They have um, a great offense. they got a great coach in Torrey now who's done a great job. The defense is pretty solid out there. Um, Havelock, again, they, their offense is good. Coach King is down there um, helping run that offense. Um, they, they were young last year. So I think they'll be much improved. I think Jacksonville is uh, have a couple pieces they got to replace, but if they can get that replaced as, as that quarterback Josh Benton and um, get the defense replaced, they'll be good. Also, you know South Central is coming with a new coach, so you, you know you, you don't know what to expect from that team right there. But in the past, you know you can get the good South Central or you can get a bad South Central. So we just got to wait and see on that. North sides is North sides. They're gonna um, be tough. Um, they got a great coach in there. Um, just got to see how what athlete they get or how it panned off. And then, you know, Conley is always Conley. Um, Nate does a heck of a job down there with them guys that got crumbler. Um, yeah. They just got to um, find a replacement for their quarterback. But I think if they can get their stuff rolling and do what they do normally, then they'll be very tough in that conference. So I think it's it's, a, it's, it's up There's in the There's not air. a week off. No, you can't. <laughs> and, uh, and and great rivalry games, too. You got oh, these yeah. Pitt County rivalries with South Central Conley. Rose Newburn's always been a, a good matchup. But you got the personal one with the Havelock Rams. I know you want to beat your old team, right? <laughs> always, always. And um, it's funny because the kids get on me all the time about it, but – um, you got to remember where you came from. Hala is who, what made me. I, I love Hala to the day. Um, 
cheer for them when I'm not playing them for them. And, but I'm the Jays Road High School football coach, so when we do go play them, it's all about getting doing our job and getting to the next step. And so the next step is if we've got to beat them to um, get a higher seed in the playoff, then we must beat them, and then we can roll into the playoff with a really good seed. Really uh, excited about this time of year. We'll uh, talking uh, about what's to come and uh, more pirate football on the way. East Carolina looks like Mike Houston might have his best team uh, since he's been here at ECU. So uh, fired up for some pirate football too. Oh yeah, and, you know I think I think the city is, um, is fired up. I think we just um, waiting for it to to get here so we can see what's going on. That I think that like I said, I think he did a great job recruiting and stuff and got some good pieces. Now we just got to put it all together and then go out there and and play pirate football like we used to do back in the days. And it's very important for a, a university to have a relationship with the schools around them and jh rose right down the road so what's that like with uh you know coach kirkpatrick coach harrell coach houston at your relationship with those guys oh it's great um they, they do a great job they treat me like family um they make sure that you always come stop by you know coach Patrick coached me when he was over here oh yeah yep so i know him very well um i've sat down talking mike houston some of the uh, uh, foster so yeah. them guys are great i mean they keep me in the loop um they make sure i'm good they come out there and support our kids so um and that's a very important aspect because you right here uh if you're a great player or if you're a good player you want to play for your hometown because that's where your family's at so they do a good job of that and i just continue uh, hopefully we can continue that relationship yeah that's going. awesome to hear will who's your remind me who's your nfl team why <laughs> nah, my the 49ers. Oh, okay. Well, you're, you're all right. No, nah, yes. Y'all good. We're we'll see. We'll see. What do you think about Trey Lance? Uh, I think he'll... I think he'll be all right. I mean, like, just being, I don't think we should do. Uh, they need to go ahead and find out who's quarterback. Right. We don't yeah. need to be like, hey, G, 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 make, a, make a decision. Make a mind up. Okay. Go with it. <laughs> I tell you who I like. Debo. The guy. Well, Debo's the man. Uh, that guy, McDaniel, he came from San Francisco, went to Miami, right? The new head coach. Yeah, yeah uh-huh. The little wonder boy. Kind of weird looking guy. <laughs> I think he's going to be. I, I like Miami this year. They're going to do some things with Tyreek Hill, Jaden Waddle. I yeah, think. somebody said, well, uh, who you want to talk to? I don't care. Throw it up. One of them can catch it. <laughs> One of them's going to run under <laughs> it. it or throw a screen, yeah, right? Shoot. Give him a screen. Uh, yeah, the Niners, though, that's a tough division. You got the Super Bowl champions. You got Kyler Murray. Uh, sitting out there. Seahawks look like they're rebuilding, but that, right. that's a tough division. It is. And I think uh, if we can go in there and get some stuff right and stick to our guns, because, you know, we – the 49ers got a great run game. They're going to run the ball. But when you throw the ball, we got connect. We can't miss wide open guys, guys. We don't throw the ball that much. <laughs> when you watch your team, hey, I mean, you sound like one of us. Like, getting that, like, do you watch it as a, a super fan or as a coach? Like, are you breaking it down? Or are you like, just say, catch the ball? You know? That's all I think is as a fan because I, I want to, if I were coach, I'd be mad. I'd be like, you ran the road. Why in the world? Get him out. Get him out. Get him. <laughs> Yanking him out of the game. <laughs> Will Bland joining us. All right, Will. So, uh, Monday, real deal gets going. Practice and everything yeah uh-huh now we started like i said earlier we start off with the um, titan football camp at okay. 9 to 12 um we'll do that um and then we'll start football practice hopefully the, it's not too hot if it gets hot we got to move it back but we'll go from 4 to 6 30 um getting after lifting weights and then get on the field a little bit for about an hour and a half and just going on some plays and stuff and you say if it gets too hot that's not your rule that's like a the county rule okay so yeah. what's that uh a wet bulb what do they keep the... 93, I think. 93? If it starts beeping, you can't go outside. <laughs> okay, so you know not to go. Yeah. 
uh, if it gets too hot. Will, always enjoy talking with you, man. Uh, a lot of fun. And we'll, I guess we'll see you at Parker's oh, coming yeah. up soon. Oh, yeah. And take care of that Dreyfus kid, too. <laughs> I'm trying to, you know, uh, Marvin's right now listening to the radio station. Hey, Marvin, how you doing? What's up, Marvin? <laughs> he, up, Marvin? I know he's always tuned in. So, uh, but good give, deal. But anyway, I give a shout out to my um, daughter and my wife on um, putting up with me. So um, I'll be home. I don't know what time I'll be home, but I'll be home soon. He'll be home, and then and then you'll get to get rid of him for uh, a few months, <laughs> it sounds like. So lucky y'all. Uh, Will, enjoy it as always, bud. Right, see you at the Parkers in a few weeks. Yes, oh, sir. Yeah. Uh, give me some barbecue and some chicken. We'll uh, take a break, come back. We're talking NFL Hour 2. Tony Dunn, CarolinaCatChronicles.com. Coming up next in Hour 2. We're back with you after this. Listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local, print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com, the official sportswear provider of Pirate Radio. Now, let's head back into PRL. Here's Clip Rock. With you on Pirate Radio Live here on a free beer Friday. Got 24 bricks for you. Some Bud Wiser. Where I'm from, we call that a suitcase. Freedom beer. Where you are free to drink this beer. This is the only beer available to those 21 and under. Hey, freedom. That was the joke. You cannot drink this. Freedom. Let it ring. Let it ring, my friend. Uh, Shirley, I thought it was funny yesterday that I I talked about how I went by my grandma's and she said how uh, nice and sweet you were. (laughs) (laughs) And then it was not an hour and a half later, you're saying the F word live on the radio. Oh. I mean, seriously. By the way, have uh, have you guys heard the news? All future Shirley days have been canceled. <laughs> now, hey, they have canceled me. the holiday. You I've did. been canceled already? Jeez. Also, Shirley, you, as your attorney, you had the option to plead not guilty, but you yourself pled guilty. I, I was kind of on your side because I heard it as freaking, and since I thought it was that, when I heard it again, I was, I was like, okay, well, that still could be freaking. But you admitted yourself that, yeah. I Yeah. Well, first of all, if I'm wrong, I'll say I'm wrong. It just doesn't happen very often. However. But in that case, it would have been good to say you were wrong. Juries are going to love you. (laughs) (laughs) Clip, I want you to watch this video, Um, and I want you to tell me when she says it. I know. I saw your face. I can see it on your face. Oh, no, because uh, in our uh, work group chat, uh, Chandler said... (laughs) He sent the video and it said, relive the moment. And I was like, I'll go back and see what, it, you know, because even Glenn said, no, I think she said freaking. And I said, you're crazy. Yeah. So I go back and I look at the video. And as soon as I say it, Chandler could have broken his neck he as fast as he slung his head around when I said it. And I, I honestly do not 
it, it never registered in my brain it that didn't I cursed. Register to anybody, but well, except the people that yeah. were li- listening. Yeah, that were listening. But and, and, and our it, boss, it never. Rifus, but I looked around. You hadn't said anything. It didn't seem like uh, CJ was saying anything. I was like, maybe she didn't say it. But when I saw Troy Dreyfus come around the corner and looking here, I was like, I think there was a. A bomb was dropped. A bomb. I think Igo knew. He was trying to hide it because his face kind of got red and it like sunk. And into then the I chair. tried to hide that I heard. It. I was just like, all right, I guess we're just. Well, you it didn't off. exactly hide it because I mean, like I said, <laughs> yeah, really. No, I th- I, well, I heard it, and then I, when I saw everybody else, just kind of. I mean, I heard like, your right. brain jar up against like, your skull as fast as you spun your head around I, you when it, I said you it. You said it so hard, like you just dropped the hard. hardest bomb. <laughs> well, look, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna go down, I'm yeah. gonna go down in flames. Go big. But, uh, but yeah, I I I disagreed with Troy when Troy said I said it, and I was like, no, let's go to the tape. I was like, I said freaking, and I went back and played it back, and unfortunately, that's not what I said. And I was like, holy cow, I don't remember even saying it. I wish I listened to the uh, encore this morning and hear beep. <laughs> Tony Dunn is here. Tony, please no f bombs. How you doing? <laughs> I'm doing well. And I'm sure Grandma Brock was just fine with this. She's like, every now and then a lady has to put her foot down. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm, surprised. I'm, wonderful. No, I'm surprised she didn't call you and say, Clip, I take back what I said about Shirley. She'll pray for you on Sunday, Shirley. Of course. I don't think she know. heard it because she probably would have called me if she did. Uh, does the congregation have any prayer requests? Uh, Shirley, they, Shirley, I'll get like, my neighbor like, on it. Like, like, <laughs> Can y'all pray about it when you get home? Time? I mean, I, you know, in my churches, are there any joys or concerns? Are there any concerns? Yes. Pray for Shirley. She dropped an F-bomb live on the air. That is the first and only time I have ever done it in my radio career. Mike P says. So, Mike P says. Mike P says the only f bomb we need today is freedom, and we're giving away twenty four cans of freedom coming up. Uh, I believe they include alcohol uh, in the third hour of today's show. Must be twenty one or over. Tony, have not seen you. Well, that's not true. I saw you Wednesday night. Have not seen you. Had talked to you on this program in a couple weeks. Last time we talked to you, Baker Mayfield was not. Carolina oh, that's Panther. right. Has it really been? And oh, yeah, we had last week off. That's right. You've only talked about it uh, for <laughs> a million times since it then. It feels like he's been on the Panthers for two years. In fact, y'all uh, y'all went live to C3 podcast on YouTube and yeah. the video platforms and uh, had a lot of interest in it. That was really cool. But So let's, uh, let me get your personal take first, and then you're kind of – you get the pulse of the the Panthers fan base, so I want to hear that. So, how about your take first? Uh, my take on it is going into it, I did not want the Panthers to trade for Baker Mayfield, not because of Baker Mayfield, but because of the history of what we have done. One, we put too much money into Teddy Bridgewater and then parted ways one year down the road. Then we traded for Sam Darnold, which had an upside to it, but overpaid in the process and got fleeced. And I just didn't want a third repeat of giving a bunch of assets up for what could likely be a disaster. Matt Rule be fired. Baker Mayfield not be a Panther in two years. And you lose some draft picks in the process. So I was kind of of the, of the place where this is, could go bad anyway, so we'll just roll with Sam Darnold. Maybe we'll get Matt Corral. But when the deal came along and we only paid $5 million and a bag of potato chips for him, I thought, man, this is fantastic. What's the hate? Yeah. yeah. I mean, we just we simply got better with no 
risk for no cost yeah. yeah so how about when you're you're doing that live show or talking to folks on social media what, what's the approval rating of this move and of baker mayfield it is difficult to say it's, an, it's, it's a mixture yeah it seems like it's um somewhat polarizing is some people think that this is like a fantastic move it almost feels like this is the people that don't like it think the people that aren't talking negative about it love it <laughs> it's like the people that hate it like my co-host sounds like it. politics like yes yes if you if, if you don't like one guy that means you love the other yes guy. well no that's not right true. is it exactly and they're like well i mean he's just average i mean and then they're going on and on and on and it's to the point where I just realized that people, well, I've already known this, people yeah. have already made up their opinions. Yeah. If you didn't like the idea of it, you're not going to like the idea of it until it changed. In fact, my co-host is so, he's fun, but I said, I spit my drink out on the show when I said, finally, I said, well, what would it take? Somebody asked him, actually, somebody else asked him, what would it take for you? To get a little bit of excitement. Or I think we said to buy Baker Mayfield jersey or something. Like we were, we gave, I, we made a bet. If yeah. we win eight games, I'm going to buy it for him. If we win 10 games, the chat's going to buy it for him. And if we win more than 10 games, he's got to buy it himself yeah. and wear it. And we said, well, what would it take for you? And he didn't want to do it. And he said, what would it take for you to buy it? He said, 45 touchdowns. <laughs> It's just like, what? I mean, I think that kind of shows you. That's like the most unrealistic well, expectation for what it would take for you to be happy. I got to say, Tony, you were going down that road, and I had to try to help you get back on the road when you were talking about Matt Rule. The Like, if he wins 12 games, that would be terrible because he'd come back. And I was like, Tony, <laughs> looking back calm at that, down. Tony, calm t- down. Tony Dunn, looking back at that, looking back at that comment, I, I stick what to it. What is your thoughts on that? <laughs> I stick to what it. What do you say to your past self? I sti- I will, this is what I would tell you, and I want to explain it again, is that if we get that done, I don't think it's because of Matt Rule. I think it's in spite of Matt Rule. I think it's because we got a full new coaching staff that McAdoo is going to redo the offense. I think that it's because you go in and bring in a quarterback. And I don't think that it means that he should be fired. I just don't think all of a sudden it should just negate You're some of the, the question marks. Yes, yes. Okay, You, but you are able to enjoy other things and be optimistic about other things. I think there's some people that just get that black cloud, and it's happened to me as a Washington right. fan over the years, where no matter what they do, you find the negative in it rather than be positive. Yeah, and I am not in that. Is that if we win seven games, I'm going to be super happy. Like, I just need to win. I mean, it has been a long time. I mean, and I'm not complaining because I know a lot of other fan bases have been through a lot worse. But I think this is what five straight losing. It's been 18, 19, 20, 21, four. This was four straight losing seasons, five and 11 each time. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's just hard to maintain the energy on the podcast at times. Right. It's just nice to breathe in a life. You, We went through this as pirate fans. Oh, yeah. You know, and it's just. Where you're just miserable to talk. Yeah, and it's like we're just going to say the same thing over and over and over again. And it really stinks when you know that that the whole season's going to be like that, and it's week three. Yeah, and you got to go and do it. And uh, I think for pirate fans, one of the things is I know we had a good season last year, 
But it was like, uh, you might as well have thought we won a championship. <laughs> like, it was like, by the way, we didn't. It wasn't that great of a season. Yeah. But that's but, how desperate you are yeah. for a drink of water. You're like walking through the desert looking for an <laughs> oasis. Uh, Tony Dunn, Chronicles.com Training camp, Tony. When do we get underway? Oh, two weeks exactly from Wednesday. Or not this Wednesday, the following Wednesday. First day, 27th, I believe. Okay. That's Spartanburg Heat. Spartanburg Heat. Are they uh, practicing in that half-built uh, facility? Or no, no. <laughs> that is uh, like a, a, <laughs> it's a Halloween Express. <laughs> oh, they've already, They're going to yeah, be doing right. like, uh, instead of like bags that they have to jump over, it's like cement blocks. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Rocky finish. Four montage. <laughs> Punch through this drywall. All right. That, yeah, doing some weird, uh, weird stuff there. All right, so any other Panthers news before we move along? Ooh, let's see. Robbie Anderson has been trying to defend himself on social media briefly because he's like, I was just trying to fight for my quarterback, Sam Darnold, not talk junk about Baker right, Mayfield. Background on that. So there was a post about like the Panthers are interested. first in line yeah. or interested for Baker Mayfield, and Robbie Anderson said, no. no. I like his argument there. And it might not be true, but he could say, you know what? It don't matter who they said was coming here. I would have said no because I was sticking up for Sam Darnold. He also went on IG and did this video where he's like addressing the doubters. Now we have some oh, questions boy. about it. That's he's just, always a good He's idea. just like, I came from nothing. You feel me? You feel me? You feel? You feel? He said you feel like 92 <laughs> times in a yeah. row. Uh, but one of the things that I was interested in about it is, A, is he sensitive? Maybe. Yeah. Who I am. I get defensive. I get sensitive. So, I mean, it's, I'm not going to, you know, dump on him for that. Is this because of the fan noise? Is he paying attention to fan noise? Which we assume, right? Because the fans have been, fans will turn on you quick. You oh, know, yeah. you drop six balls, you're like, oh, and he's all, dead he's to me. Very, and it's tough he's to very get, active on Twitter. Yeah. Tough to get back in fans' good graces, yeah. too. But I, and we had a little bit on the podcast about this, is, could this be frustration in the background with maybe the organization being tired? With you know, it's like maybe they're not believing because all of a sudden we see stories. Maybe it's not one thing. Maybe it's not the fan stuff. Maybe it's not what's going on in the building. But you see stories about Terrace Marshall Jr. about to take the next step. Panthers could trade Robbie Anderson, mm-hmm. and, and and like the media is manufacturing things. And so I wonder if it is just fans chirping in his timeline or a little bit more but maybe we get a motivated Robbie Anderson uh, with a Baker Mayfield and improved offensive line and I think a lot of Panther fans at least we're it's like one of those times where like uh, maybe the Bucks used to remember when the Bucks used to sign like a bunch of people in free agency yeah and then have a draft a good draft and you'd be like oh they're gonna wait the playoffs is like uh you don't want to win April May June and July oh, you want to win October November December but it is nice to not be losing in Ju- in July and for Robbie Anderson he's just one of those guys like you said sensitive like you you label the receivers as divas and there certainly are a lot out there, but I'm thinking like Terry McLaurin would never do what he's doing. Right. You don't hear anything from DJ Moore. Nope. Like, I don't know what he's doing, and that's how it should it should be, right? Like everybody can do what they want to do, but that's a much easier way to go about it's a it. A funny thing in the sports world is for for so much like when you get a player who comes up there and just says the right things, the talking points, the bullet points, and and doesn't say like anything honest or authentic. Or the team like doesn't open up. You'll get a coach that doesn't tell you anything. The kind of next question, next question. 
Our fans beg and beg for them to open up. We want to get to know this person. We want to get to learn them. Yeah. And then when you get to know them and you don't like them, like yep. a Cam, Cam, it's like, gosh, why couldn't he just say the He's bullet point? Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> Can you just stick to the talking points? Yep. Uh, you Put want your to... head down, lunch pail it up, and I don't want anything but football. You only want somebody to open up and give their opinions if they're like you yeah. and you agree with them. Uh, you God, were... our listeners are like us. You were mentioning um, not wanting to win in April, May, June. Reminded me of a great Washington like shirt. That, <laughs> I still want that shirt. Off-season champs. Yeah. Uh, because that's about all we had going for years and years. And still have going, apparently. All right. Um, I gave everybody some homework today. Oh, before we do that, I want yeah. to mention something. I was one of the first is I go. Uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it's hard to see this guy get excited. I feel like it's like Mully. Mully's mean Mully. I go is like monotone, flat. just even. Yeah, never, Plateau. never gets high, never gets low. I was the only, I was the one person he was talking about that had not heard the song. What He's, song? Oh, I the go, I go song. I go, and yeah. he was like, uh, "For you guys, you hear it. I know it's coming." There's probably like one person out there that hasn't heard it. Well, that was me. <laughs> so, and I was thinking, "I go, I go," but I have uh, a remix for hockey season. Aho, aho. Funny, and you, say you that. could be care- you got to be careful though, because with the wrong intonation right. or emphasis. Inf- Whatever the word is, syllable. Yeah, uh, yes, yeah, syllable. I put the wrong emphasis. You could, uh, like my syllable. friend uh, who is super country says his name, and he doesn't watch hockey, and he came up to me. He's like, "Oh, that kid." Hey, how are you talking about? <laughs> are you talking about me? No, um, it could have been you. Though. Funny you brought that up. We're always looking for lines to add to the song. We have one line every week, oh. and during the playoffs. And I just I didn't think it would work, but I I think I said something to you or Sebastian Aho. Like after a goal, some an announcer says his name. I thought about putting that in one of the lines. Yeah. But does that rhyme with I go? I go Aho. It's more the rhythm of I go like uh, off to work I go. I go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. And what's up with the Santa Claus riff in there? I thought that was that like was the awesome. seven dwarfs. Is it the I go? It has nothing to do with with Snow White. It's It's the seven Snow White rift. All right, well, what does any of those lines have to do with Snow White? Well, you pulled the beats from Snow White. Okay, but... You got to get them on something like... Well, we thought we'd spice it up with a little bit of Christmas cheer. Tony, I I hit him with a... He's not happy. He's not sad. He's just monotone. I go. (laughs) All right, Tony, I hate to do this. You're not allowed to listen to that song anymore. (laughs) He's never listened to it, though. I heard it one time. Uh, All two minutes and ten seconds. How is he, he saying, talking listened. about it if he hadn't listened to it? Uh, I love Chandler. He loves, he's like, uh, <laughs> totally, this is like the seventh time. One time it was, what was a clip I was listening to? He was like, I, it hasn't even been one second since the word, the word hasn't even left my mouth yet. Yeah, oh, you're talking about that bit I did? <laughs> Yesterday. It's it, not a bit. It's like me saying the uh, wrong name. It's just honest. Shirley, don't let me leave here. We're going to do it this hour without playing the uh, Myers Park Little League favorite players. I keep forgetting to play that on the show. But yesterday I said, oh, Myers Park lost to Greenville. And Chandler said, I just, I talked about that earlier. I just said that. And he was like irritated with me. And he said, I was disappointed and I felt. And he said, now I know how y'all feel when I do that. <laughs> and it's a bad feeling. I'm very disappointed in you. I'm like, yeah. So, so I'm sorry, go. guys. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back. What NFL team will make the playoffs this year that missed it a year ago? 
I want to talk about the Hall of Fame class briefly. And Tony, are you aware of the Lamar Jackson Bernard Pollard Twitter beef? I've seen some of it, so I might need you to fill me in some of the details. It was a fun beef on uh, Wednesday night. We'll uh, talk about that and more when we return Pirate Radio Live after this. Hey Pirate fans, this is Cliff Godwin. Summer is upon us and I want to invite you to attend our CG23 Youth Camp here at East Carolina University. We will offer three sessions of camp. All camps will be held at Clark LeClaire Stadium and campers will get baseball instruction from the ECU baseball staff and players. Campers will play games each day and each camp ends with our famous Pirate Slip and Slide. Full day and half day sessions offered. For more information, visit CliffGodwinBaseballCamp.com. See you there and go Pirates! My whole business just went up in flames. But my agent was there before the fire was out. We started a plan. I've got 25 employees who could be out of a job if we didn't get this place running again. My independent agent and auto owner's insurance, they made sure we didn't skip a beat. I mean, we didn't miss a single payroll. That's incredible. For whatever lies ahead, we're always there. This is Norm Bryant with Town Insurance in Greenville. Call me today at 756-8300. Go. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. The Sidebar in Uptown Greenville is open and ready to serve you. The Tex-Mex Fusion Restaurant offers dinner and Sunday brunch from 10.30 until 2.30. Located right next door to the Dickinson Avenue Public House, the Sidebar has indoor dining and patio seating for everyone to enjoy. For the latest on reservations, menu items, and more, follow the Sidebar on Facebook or on Instagram at sidebar.greenville. Now, let's head back into PRL. Here is your host, Cliff Brock. Thank you, Shirley Rhodes. CJ Schaefer here, Chan Man, and Tony Dunn, CarolinaCatChronicles.com here on a Friday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Uh, Tony, you mentioned earlier, you say the Panthers have been, they need to win. Like, it's been too long since they've won, and you kind of paused and said, well, you know, they did play in a Super Bowl, which was 2015 season, right. 2016 of February. Uh, and I was thinking earlier today, you know who's due for some bad football? You know who's had it too good? The Seattle Seahawks fans. Because I remember as a kid, they stunk. Mm-hmm. And then. They had a little brief moment with Hasselback. Uh, yeah. No, they had a good moment. They went to a Super Bowl with yeah. Hasselback. They, they beat always, us in the NFC Championship that year. They would win that division. I hated that team. They not watched out of the playoffs twice in three seasons, but they weren't. They were boring. They were Sean Alexander, pretty much. He was great. And that's it. But then they went from that to, to even taking the next step with Russell Wilson, Legion of Boom. They've been, like, pretty solid and good for a while. That's going to come to an end this season. Well, it came to an end last season. They were bad. Uh, as They they had a, kind of a, a steady decline, losing uh, Sherman here, Earl yep. Thomas there. The defense, yep. and just they, they couldn't hold on to those stars. But they have been, their fan base has seen a lot of good football the last 20 years, 15, 20 years. So, I don't know. I just thought. I think that. another team that might be due for some losing are the Patriots, man. 
could be you know it's like um are they going to just be middle of the road now or are they going to find a way to get back to the top they are looked at as for many as maybe the third best team in that division bills are the clear one yeah dolphins i think that's the sexy pick right now i think the safer one is to pick the patriots number two but i think the dolphins yeah the dolphins are like one of those just like they got all the they won the offseason uh and they have the new young coach but i gotta see that those coaches get it done too i just thought of I thought of another team, and then C.J. No, Schaefer started moving around in there. Yeah, he's and getting nervous. We're going to say his team. team. No, no, no. You guys, you covered them all. We're good. There's no more. I know. We keep thinking about your team. Yeah. Here's, so a, my, here's a future team, team that's due uh, Green Bay after yeah, Rodgers. exactly. Is there's that another one? Oh, no. Yep, you just you know, I got, how about this? Is I want to get y'all's opinion on this. Is uh, I got in a big argument with uh, uh, someone who I debate with. On, it seems like we always land on the opposite side of every debate he is a turns out to be a big green bay fan and um he thinks that brett Favre doesn't get enough credit and i was like holy cow i was like yeah i know i know what he said this and i you know and i i feel like i put a a good argument against him but he said this is that he never had the best weapons and i said shush I said, shush, yeah. And and he said, oh, well, he didn't have a Hall of Fame wide receiver. And he talks about how Brady had Moss, how this and that, and or or Hall of Fame running back. Brady had Moss for one year, yeah. two years? Yeah. He never had. I just felt like he was saying this, is that Brett Favre did it with mediocre players. And I don't want to go that far. I just could not buy into it from um, Mon Green to Donald Driver to Sterling Sharp. You could argue should right? be in the Hall that of was fame. the closest one that he was like, but he even he isn't in the Hall of Fame. I agree to a certain standpoint that he didn't have like these stud wide receivers, but Antonio Freeman was good. Like they, and and Favre's one of those quarterbacks that makes guys around him better. So to that point yes but to say he's underappreciated and underrated is i just felt crazy. like it was like one of those like rich people feel sorry for me moments like <laughs> and i was just like shut up <laughs> i know he's under- i know i'm rich but i could be richer <laughs> that he's underappreciated by who well by I th- the fan base in green bay or in i think it's just of how much he was able to accomplish in his mind kind of like what we, what we would say about cam newton though is that like the very first thing that like, any Panther fan would say about Cam Newton is Ted Ginn had 10 touchdowns. He took Philly Brown and Britton Burson. And so Montana and Young had Rice. Uh, Aikman had Michael Irvin. Yeah, like and, if Favre was in those situations, right. what if? Yeah. So. And I just always thought Donald Driver was an awesome player. Yeah, I, good I mean, fantasy number two. He had, he had enough. And I still don't like Brett Favre for that. Um, was it a, not him? Oh, he had a mind green. Yeah, he was really good. Uh, no, the the other guy, that wide receiver who plays games, is, is a gamer now. The one that tours, uh, Javon Walker. Yeah, Javon he loved Walker. talking about Javon Walker. Jav- I can't ever remember his name though. <laughs> well, that's I can't of the remember anybody's name. Uh, CJ, uh, did you want to say something or just try to get us not to say the Steelers are due to be? Why bad? would you say the Steelers? You covered them all because they've been good for a long time, and now they have Mitchell Trubisky. Well, please, we're good. Right. Are they playing Pittsburgh in Carolina, or yes. is it? Ooh, maybe we should go. Yeah, I'm interested. Oh, I don't know, Tony. That you know how many towels are going to be there? That would be disgusting. Plenty. But it would be nice for the Panthers to beat Kenny Pickett. Why is that? Because I appreciate you thinking Kenny Pickett. Because everybody wanted to get Kenny Pickett. Yeah. 
He better be playing. No? You know I'm, I'm on your I'm Trubisky's on your Trubisky's playing. Okay. I want Pickett Mitch to play, please. but I think it'll be Mitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's going to be Mitch. That's how you one. pulled a Shirley for a second. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, who will make the playoffs that missed it last year? I'll get the ball rolling with the Denver Broncos. That That's why I started thinking about Seattle, because – They've had a great run with Russell Wilson. It came to an end, and now he is in Denver. And maybe I'm too much fantasy boy right now, but I absolutely love the idea of Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton. There, that's yes. the new DK and Lockett for Russell Wilson. Two great. Well, they haven't been great yet in the NFL. Potentially great receivers. Javante Williams was really good as a rookie last year. They can run the ball defense we'll see on that but they are going to do something this season that they have not done since 2015 do you know what that is burn down the building oh no they just no didn't. that happened <laughs> last year uh they are going or earlier this year they are going to beat the chiefs the oh, Chiefs man. have beat the Broncos 13 times in a row. Ooh. 13. Wow. And I Ouch. realize that division is brutal with the Chargers, the Raiders, but they're going to beat the Chiefs this year. They're going to hold their own in the division. They're going to be really good at home, and they are going to get into the playoffs. Suggestion year. for the Igo song is try to figure out how to work the Chiefs and Broncos in there sometime. 13 times. 13 in a row. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. You're welcome. Can uh, I listen to it again now? Am yes, I back you're back. That? I'm back on the sug boat. <laughs> you're back, and the Broncos are back. They are in the playoffs with Dangerous. Who's there? And they got the quarterback that's the offensive coordinator from Green Bay or something like that? All right. I think what you're trying to say is... Yeah, no, said I said quarterback. I meant said coach. The quarterback. <laughs> no, I meant the coach. Uh, is it Dayball? They got the offensive coach from Green Bay. Yeah, to uh, right. to run. Yeah, so a better coach. Uh, well, at least much, an offensive one. Much better QB, and uh, I think they'll make it. I like this. I like uh, that pick a lot. One of the things I feel like people are really just turned their back on Russell Wilson a lot. And I was listening to Bucky Brooks talk about this, and he was just dumping on him. And I was like, ah, and he. I mean, about what? About this is that he always succeeded when they had a great defense and a good running game. Yeah. And like this idea that he can, he said he takes too many deep drops back, scrambles around, doing crazy stuff, trying to avoid sacks and stuff that actually aren't, isn't good football play in his mind. And he really was just saying he's a 33 year old, better than average quarterback. And I thought, Again, I feel like, hey, he played a little hurt last year. He played behind a terrible offensive line. And I really feel like he can go throw 5,000 yards whenever he wants to. You should tell your uh, Packers friend about that and say, now this is disrespecting your quarterback. This yeah. is underrating a QB. I agree. Uh, Bradley Chubb on defense. I, they got some names. We'll see how good their defense can be. But I'm trying to think, can – can they be really the new version of Seattle for Russell Wilson? Can they run the ball with Williams and Melvin Gordon? Like, they're going to run the ball. Right. So maybe maybe if he's not even that good, he can recreate what happened in Seattle. So, all right, who's next? I'll go. Um, the team that I chose not only didn't make the playoffs last year, it hasn't made the playoffs in, what, four or five years. It's the team that we like, Tony Dunn, the Carolina Panthers. All right, uh, CJ, you go. 
Oh, he got cut off. I'm they won't kidding. even listen to Go him. ahead. Let's hear it. All right, I'll start off with the defense. I really like this young, upcoming defense. A healthy J.C. Horn that missed all of last year, just about all of last year, back on one side of the ball. You have is he big, back day one? Like, is yes. he ready to go? Yes. Okay. Uh, Dante Jackson. You still have C.J. Henderson, who the Panthers got last year. Uh, Missed the, me with that. Fr- from the Jaguars. You have Jeremy Chin, who is going to be an outstanding player. I think a Pro Bowl maybe either this year or in the upcoming years at safety. I really like a veteran, you know, the veteran leadership at the linebacker position. I know we talked about this off the air. Uh, what is the weakest position group for the Panthers? I think the linebacker crew. The linebacker crew. You do have Shaq Thompson, who's been there. I mean, he was on that Super Bowl, you know, a participation team uh, in 2015-2016. What's that? Is that different than the real team? Well, well, we didn't win the Super Bowl. I don't want to say Super oh, Bowl team. Good. Oh, no, that's good. The I Super like Bowl participation. Okay, I hear what you're okay, I, I, I like you. that. Because we didn't win the Super Bowl. Okay. And Shaq Thompson should just get a participation award for that year. You know the good Luke way? To, that's what Thomas. I was thought he was saying. Yeah. You know the good way to say that is NFC champion. Oh, the Panthers. NFC champion Carolina Panther football team back oh, in 2015, 2016. Game. You do have Brian Burns coming back off the edge. You, you have got good, Mayfield. Well, I'm going to get there. Oh, let's go ahead and jump to the other side of the ball. You have Mayfield, who has got. He's going to have a lot of weapons with Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore with three straight 1,000 yard receiving, with a quarterback with the name of Teddy Bridgewater, with a quarterback with the name of uh, Sam Darnold. I mean, and so outside of DJ Moore, I already mentioned him, Robbie Anderson. You also have a guy who you said, uh, I have to see to believe. Uh, I'll believe it when I see it. Matt Rule. No, oh. T- Terrace Marshall Jr. Oh, yeah. And I think you'll believe because I think you'll see it Christian this year. Christian McCaffrey. A healthy Christian McCaffrey coming back. You add Dante Foreman uh, from the Titans last year, who I think is a. Uh, ground and pound running back especially on short yardage situations uh, a good quarter uh, a good backup running back in Chuba Hubbard um, so I think there's a lot of weapons there but the biggest upgrade this offseason for the Carolina Panthers is what was so disgusting last year the offensive line oh, yeah. with Iki Aquano at left tackle you got Taylor Moten on the right side Bradley uh, Bozeman Bradley Bozeman Austin at center Corbett. Austin Corbett on the right side who is coming off a Super Bowl uh, winning season with the uh, L.A. Rams. Better than a participation. Who's that left guard? Uh, Brady Christensen, Deontay Brown. Um, so I think Bra- uh, Baker Mayfield would have some great protection this year and get to those uh, weapons that he has. Uh, but outside of the Buccaneers in the NFC South, who, I mean, you got to say the Carolina Panthers are going to wow. come in second. He bring can in the go, heat. Can, can it you be go like a steal? Huh? Can you go four and two in your division? I think so. Can we be like a Steelers team three, last maybe. year that squeaked into the playoffs? I mean, when I say a playoff team, I mean the Panthers. If we do make the playoffs, nine and eight. I, I'm saying the ceiling for me is nine, ten. ten nine seven. and eight the ceiling. If we're gonna be a playoff team, we need to win ten. Ten. I, I think say, that I nine, nine and eight is. I, I I don't know. Maybe it does. Maybe maybe the NFC though. I think is gonna be a little bit better this year than it was last year. I, see, I think the NFC would be a lot like it was last I year. Think Very the weak. Let me look at it last I year. I love the the optimism that you bring. I love how Chuba Hubbard is a good running back. It's a good backup. I didn't. I, I said <laughs> yeah. a good backup. I, I'm, I, I'm loving it. I you know how many you, games the uh, Super Bowl participant Bengals won last year? They were ten and seven. Uh, Steelers won nine games last year. Philly got in at nine and eight, uh, yeah, so I it can be done. It can be done. I think it's kind of backing in, and you can't really count on it. I think ten is the 
In a year where your your conference is good, I think it's going to take 10, 11 wins. If, if your conference is bad, maybe the nine. And the NFC was banned last year. Yeah. This type of optimism on the show Tuesday night got me the turn. Uh, I watched I, it. Yeah, they called me a Baker Bottom. <laughs> that's what happens in 2022 oh i love that you know what i'm getting a t-shirt made with the baker's hat on top all right I like I'm, but i'm going down the road less travel give me the carolina panthers to make all the playoffs all right. CJ, i'm going last because i felt like this is i felt like clip took a good one cj took the one that everybody's gonna take and then chandler took the kind of Rose, rose-colored glasses, absurd one, and it left me with the scraps. And I, I think disagree. I'm going to win. I think I'm going to win. I could have taken an obvious one. That's well, out this there. is the one that is about to be taken. We'll right see. Now. I think there's still more uh, options out there. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, so I picked the Chargers to make the playoffs this year. I know the division is going to be real tough, but I'm going to go out on a limb and I'll say it now. Justin Herbert, he might not win, but he's going to be in the MVP discussion at the end of the season. All right. Hot take. Hot take. I like this hand thing. I was you using got the force up. to make sure y'all like bought into this. It was like Obi Wan Kenobi's mind tricks. Hold on, I'll let you go in a minute. I, I think Justin Herbert might be in the MVP race this year. What do you guys think? Justin I, Herbert in the MVP race. <laughs> I don't know I if it. you guys I have talked it. about this, but man, Justin Herbert could possibly be an MVP this year. I yeah. agree with that. That's I, a great original I, thought. I, I Where did you guys that. get that from? I don't know. It just popped in my head, Perfect. and now it's all I can think about. Now, this um, the offense last year for the Chargers was obviously not the issue. Austin Eckler uh, at running back. Austin Eckler actually finished last year with as many touchdowns as Jonathan Taylor had. They both had twenty. Um, you had. Uh, I wrote down the notes. I'm Mike Williams, Keenan Allen. Yeah. We know the offense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the defense, obviously, they got Khalil Mack in the offseason. He's aging, but the window. The, but beside Bosa. Yeah, the window for him to be highly productive is still there. They got J.C. Jackson from the Patriots, who led the league in passes defended last year. Um, and then you've he got was the top corner. Yep. Like a uh, free agent. Yep. And then you've got Derwin James coming back. Who's obviously, a boss, dude. He's made two of the last four Pro Bowls, and he can only get better. From like here. he can get a Pro Bowl on one leg. Right. So, which he has, and they won nine games last year. Right. They. I mean, and a they tough conference yeah. that keeps them out, Tony, as you just mentioned. Yeah. So everything is there. The defense is what needed to be addressed. The defense was was addressed. The offensive line was okay last year they addressed that as well in the uh, offseason by taking a guard in the first round so i think if you pile that all together with justin herbert who i expect to be a leading candidate for mvp there's no way they don't get into the playoffs no way they don't get in the playoffs by the way i am the afc west whisperer last year before the season started i said the raiders would finish second in that division and tony looked at me laughed at me threw tomatoes at me did I? No. Um, I probably, and then I drafted two uh, uh, Las Vegas Raiders. <laughs> I didn't say and, they'd be real good. I, I know. And then I, I got, I had Josh Jacobs and Ooh. and a bunch of other ones. I had these receivers. One of their scrub The receivers. receiver that went, oh. to, that killed people. You had rugs. Yeah. Sweep mm-hmm. that under He the killed my team, too. Uh, that is a tough division. CJ and I taking two teams out of the West that missed the playoffs last year. 
in fact we took the two teams from the west that didn't make the playoffs the other two did the chiefs and raiders all right tony uh so i like i said you guys took all these teams i was struggling to think of who and i and that's what i mean you said oh there's a bunch i can name or something like or a few so i started thinking i i was not gonna get tricked by the shiny object of the miami dolphins i'm not gonna buy into it because the bills are there and i think the and then i was like well maybe the patriots because the patriots second year mac jones defense was pretty good patriots did make the playoffs oh so there we go so i couldn't use them could not use them they got crushed right i've narrowed it down though to two good teams the team that I'm not going to pick is the Baltimore Ravens, yep. who I think could win that division this year. Um, and then, but the team I am picking, the Indianapolis Colts. Yep, that's the one. The uh, top ten defense, right? Uh, the top running game in the league, and then you're adding a quarterback in Matt Ryan, who I, I feel like the people have like uh, just kind of forgotten about him for a moment. Now I'm not saying that he's going to go be Super Bowl MVP or something like that, but. Uh, he didn't have an offense. He didn't really have any weapons outside of the tight ends for Atlanta. And he's always been productive. He has always been productive, and he's always been available. Now, maybe I'm going to hex him right here, but I think that Matt Ryan adds to that team more than Phillip Rivers added when he came there That's at that time. interesting point. I'd like to see after this season what Rivers' year and yeah. Ryan's year looks and then, like. Um, and then add to that uh, the division, if you take into account oh, the division, really? is you got Houston and Jacksonville who you can easily beat. And uh, Chad, close your ears. Take a step back, Tennessee. Make way for the Indianapolis Colts. Not only do the Colts make the playoffs, they host a playoff game because they win that division. Earlier this week, I was trying to think of, all right, Super Bowl, future bet. Who would be a fun team? Who? So the Rams won last year. Who's like the Rams? Who? Wait, the Rams brought in a veteran quarterback in a new spot with some guys around them. Colts did the same thing with Matt Ryan. And then Wager McGee came on Wednesday and uh, kind of reiterated that and, and made me believe in the, uh, the Colts. So, no, I think that was... I think that's the best bet right now. I was looking at the Ravens too, because they were eight nine last year. And uh, let me just put that bet in. I just put in <laughs> a bet uh, for Justin Herbert to be MVP. I bet my money. <laughs> I bet Justin Herbert MVP. You got us, CJ. You got us all. We are in a tra- paying attention. We are in a trance. Yeah. <laughs> Um, he was in a trance. <laughs> I was. I was right. looking at odds for Super Bowl. <laughs> good good exercise, guys. I should have said too, remove a team that made it from last year. Tony, that's gonna be easy for you. Are you well, are you gonna remove the uh Patriots? <sighs> Ooh. Um who are the Yes. You could remove yeah. Pittsburgh. Yeah. I was gonna well, I'll let you say that. Well, I won't, but <laughs> Okay. I like uh, the team. I'm well. I can't say it around clip. Close years clip. Eagles. Yeah, the Eagles. I think are going to be good this year. They could. I think they win the NFC East. God, you're right. The NFC was kind of bad last year. I, I'm kicking the Patriots out of the playoffs. I, I think they overachieved as it was last year, and they lost. I do agree a with that. Pieces. I guess I well then I will kick the Raiders out because 
if not, we're saying every team from the West is going to make the playoffs. There's yeah. so much over there. And you're kind of wondering, is anybody from the NFC North going to do it? I mean, is it just Green Bay? Packers by it? default. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they should have almost like just try to win the first 10 games and then sit Aaron Rodgers for the rest. He'll go on some weird sabbatical yeah, thing. Go on a flush <laughs> or whatever it was he did. All right, let's Blame. take a time out. Uh, when we return, speaking of the Ravens, uh, there was a great beef between a current Raven and a former Raven uh, on Wednesday night on social media. We'll talk about that and more when we return on Pirate Radio Live after this. Listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Hey, Pirate Nation, the Pirate Radio football kickoff party is approaching fast, and tickets are on sale right now for only $10, and 100% of the ticket sales will be donated to local charities. You can join Pirate Radio on Thursday, September 1st, at the State Theater in downtown Greenville, featuring 80s music by The Breakfast Club, plus many more uh, special surprises. Go to PR927FM.com right now to get your tickets before they sell out. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here is your host, Clip Barat. Talking NFL, Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. Three guests coming up in Hour 3. Morgan Aylers, Mark Greenhill, Brian North also will make you a winner. A case of Budweiser coming your way in Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. A uh, suitcase. There was a beef on Twitter this week. Beef alert. Beef alert. Beef Beef alert. alert. Where's the beef? Justin Herbert, MVP. Where's the beef? The beef is here. Uh, Ryan Clark, former Washington football player and more known as a Steeler, where he had his most success. We don't take him anymore. Oh, you don't like Ryan Clark? No. He always craps on the Steelers when he gets a chance. Oh, you're one of those fans. Okay. Well, it's weird. (laughs) Isn't that every fan, though? I know. I do that, too. Yeah, D'Angelo Williams hates you. Yeah, <laughs> Troy Aikman. It's funny. Washington fans hate him because he was a cowboy and he craps on Washington. Cowboys <laughs> fans say he's too nice to the unbiased, so goes out of his way to trash Dallas. And it, I love my favorite thing is when announcers on social media find a person from each fan base that says he's clearly rooting for them and like puts them both out there on Twitter. Like, hey, morons, one of y'all is wrong here. <laughs> Actually, both of y'all are wrong here. You figure out which one it is. Uh, Ryan Clark says, people may say I'm caping. Is that a cool term? Yeah. Tell except for it's like three years old. Caping. Does he mean capping? No, caping, like putting on the Superman cape for someone. Oh, wait, you're being serious? Chandler was. No cap, he was being serious. No cap, I was being serious. What? I thought you were trying to say cap. No. I, Cape. I'm, I'm going to turn my mic off now. What is wrong? I, we're the oldest young. people here. Oh, is that too old? Yeah, I'm afraid. That's yeah. what it is. Way, it was way, too rad for them. Too, old. too rad. Anyway, Ryan, y'all known for caping. We're known for capping. Word. Ryan, Ryan Word. Clark thinks Lamar Jackson is fat. Whoa. P H A T. 
Another oh, word. Oh, fat. Yeah. P H A T. Yeah. I, I mess with that. <laughs> you mess with that. <laughs> or I can't I can't say how Shirley would yeah, say Shirley, it. Shirley, get in here. We need you to say your word again. <laughs> I asked with that. Uh, I am with that. Uh people might say make caping for Lamar Jackson, but to me it's common sense. Any other quarterback with his impact, success, overall stats would be worshipped. Yet we are discussing why he isn't in the top ten quarterbacks. We just need our the three other former MVPs are in the top four. Guess I'm dumb though. <laughs> so um He he said though. He didn't say dough. Thanks, Chandler. Um <laughs> Bernard Pollard Jr. Who was once on the same cruise ship at the same time with Ronnie Woodward? Oh, nice! Fighting over a baseball. <laughs> or, <laughs> fighting Bernard over. Pollard. Fighting over. A, he got the last steak on the buffet. Or, uh, elbowed a, a sex on the beach. <laughs> uh, Bernard Pollard, former Raven, said, "It's a lot that can be said. He's definitely a top ten talent. As far as top ten quarterback, I don't see it. I believe he should get paid by the Ravens and should get top dollar." So, okay. I know. I'm going to diss. <laughs> that was a compliment. I would say, I appreciate that. So then people start chiming in to Bernard Pollard. And then they start at mentioning Lamar. I guess probably. Lamar's added. Yeah, he's in, <laughs> he's in there. So Bernard Pollard says, no top receiver will ever come there while Jackson's there. Ooh. Plenty of wide receivers have been available to get. Nobody wants to go. Uh, they give him respect, but they don't go to play with him. Jackson is good, but not able to make the throws. So here we go. Now we're getting into some insults. The ball is rolling now. The beef ball is rolling. And Lamar Jackson Chandler? The beef is sizzling. He went dummy. You went dummy. He said... He went straight dummy. He said, ha! You sound dumb as F. He said that. Surely say the thing. (laughs) Don't say the thing. Was that the word you asked me to hurry up and get in here and say? He was joking. We were teasing. Uh, Bernard Pollard said, facts are facts. They start talking about, hey, I'm a Super Bowl champion, Bernard Pollard. And he says, make sure you call me champ. Good luck getting one. Can I read the Lamar Jackson tweets? Yeah, go ahead. Hey. Ne- <laughs> never, never. <laughs> Nobody speak of you. <laughs> I had to Google you, little bro. <laughs> he said, "Bra, not bro." Oh, bra. I never heard of you until I seen you keep dissing like you was a Hall of Famer. Hall of Famer, but you far from it across the ocean, like overseas. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The so hell is that? <laughs> Lamar Jackson. Uh, they keep going. Um, Lamar Jackson said, take, "Oh, there's more. Take vet out of your uh, bio. Oh, you just uh, played as an extra body. To be honest, Super, oh. Super Bowl with two tackles was those game changing tackles. <laughs> Waiting. <laughs> and then uh, Bernard Pollard talking about they fear me. Um, it went on and on. There was video of Bernard Pollard doing like exotic dance moves in the locker room. Uh, Lamar, oh, Jackson. the splits or yeah. whatever. They didn't call him a stripper. Or something. He was doing that." And then <laughs> he uh, said, "You got a side hustle." Or this should be a part of saucy sports. <laughs> it, it kept should. going and going and going. I did see yesterday that Lamar Jackson said, and I'm, I'll try to find the tweet here. Um, called him an OG. He said, "My bad, OG. God wouldn't want me acting that way. I won't ever do it again." Handshake emoji. And then Bernard Pollard said, "All good, bro." Nah. They gathered around. They you gathered around that pole. They've learned prayed. from us. They have. They have learned from me and Clip. Clip yes. and I. There has been times where we have wanted to really almost fist fight, fist fight, and kill each other yeah. on this very radio show. And but you know what we do? 
squash we both apologize to each other yep. and we shake hands and it's done people have learned and those people is lamar jackson and bernard pollard <laughs> pollard <laughs> yeah, yes pollard bernard yes, pollard Lord. we gathered around this stripper pole and said a prayer together so there you go uh bernard did a split for me we're all good this has been another episode of saucy sports it has and it got a little saucy uh everybody's good now so we, we can move along mm. It does. It, I thought about asking this question last night because Chandler the is he right? Yes. Which one? Bernard Pollard. Yes. Which? What's he right about? Is right he right about, about receivers not playing there, wanting to go there? Probably, but I was more so. Lamar is not up to par with the rest of his elite quarterback peers. We got a few minutes left. Let's name the let's name quarterbacks we'd rather have on our team than Lamar Jackson. Well, you start with. League MVP, Justin Herbert. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'll take Justin Herbert because he's a league MVP in the future. I'll take Herbert. I'll take Peyton Manning. Would Peyton, you Manning? Peyton Manning? Uh, Aaron Rodgers. Thanks, Tony. Jeez, Tony. <laughs> the hell? Holy cow. Clip never does that. How about uh, Patrick Mahomes? Yes. How about uh, you You said Tom, uh, Tom Brady? Yes. Uh, Would you rather have Russell Wilson or Lamar Jackson? Russell Wilson. Yeah, I think so. Right now. Well, Adam. is this just for a year? I guess yeah. currently this one year. Yeah. Josh Allen. Josh Allen. Josh Allen should be at the top, top of that list. That's six. Uh, what about um Joe Burrow? Next to I'll Joe take Burrow. Burrow. That's seven. Homie Hopper, Zach Wilson. <laughs> no. I'm just I want to say count how about the already? other homie hopper, Deshaun Watson. <laughs> yeah. Does he count? Oh, too soon. No. Who would you, you rather have on your roster right now, knowing what you know? Ooh. Oh, in that case, Lamar. Lamar. <laughs> <laughs> Lamar. Matt Ryan or Lamar Jackson? I'll take Lamar Jackson. I'll take oh, Lamar. Totally. Okay. I'll take Stafford. Uh, I, now we're starting to get into a coin flip. Yeah. I probably would too. Trevor Lawrence or Lamar? Lamar. Lamar. Uh, Derek Carr or Lamar? Lamar. Lamar. Probably I'm, I'm Lamar. Lamar. Derek Carr. That one's close. I can understand either one, but I think I'll take Lamar in that one. I think I will, too. Dak Prescott or Lamar Jackson? Ooh. Lamar. Me, too. Yeah. Hurts, none of them. But I Tyler. think there's some truth with what Bernard Pollard was saying is this, and this is just somebody who watched a player that Ooh. played. Okay. Kyler Murray or right. Lamar Jackson? I'm, Tyler. I'm still with Lamar. I think he's top 10. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He's bottom top Not 10. Not top five, though. No. No. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I think just they, but I think there might be something to it with the top wide receiver wanting to play with him. And not because he can't. I don't think the making the throws is the right argument. I think that just the propensity to run so much changes the offense in a way. And I just got to see this with Cam Newton so much. And it's such a benefit, right? And like you love it when you need it. Um, and that is is like guy like being able to make make something out of nothing to slow the game down when you need to to get a first down. It could be like but third and ten, and they're going to run for it because they're dropping back into pass coverage. So they can change and force the defense to do so much. But at the same time, I don't necessarily mean think that that, ne- that equates to volume and statistics and numbers for wide receivers all the time, which they need for incentives and, and for, for Pro Bowls and, and for, money and yeah. So, all right, uh, our friend Pat Ryder, Raiders fan, called me a jerk because I didn't take Derek Carr over Lamar Jackson. That's close. You know what? We'll get to see this year. How about that? Well, Pat, I was the only one to take him. You're not a jerk. 
I'm not a jerk. But going by our rankings, cars right there in the top. It's 10. close to it. Yeah, it's close to it. Who else? There? There's got to be some people we're missing. Nah, nah. Trey Lance, Jimmy G, Kirk uh, Cousins, maybe. No, nah, I didn't no. even bring him up. Jameis, uh, Mariota. Yeah, we gotta uh, we gotta wait for these young bucks to come up. Right now is the key. Hurts, Daniel Jones, Jalen Hurts. none of them. Yeah, we need to see the Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, and Justin Fields class do something. Because until they do, right now Lamar is still the youngest quarterback on that list. Of him and Mahomes are like the same year. What about it, Justin Herbert? Actually, he would. Do we the say youngest. Joe Burrow? Joe Burrow. Yes, yeah, we, we said Joe Burrow easily. I'm taking him easily. All right easily tony apparently you're the jerk so what did i do i don't know but just going by what i'm reading oh pat Ryder, more pat Ryder. <laughs> yeah well i'm rooting for the raiders this year because they got my favorite receiver on their team javon walker's back yes thank you <laughs> we um, play games together all the time on the internet i'll end on this speaking of take one i did a poll would you rather have baker mayfield or carson wentz on your roster Ooh. three out of four americans said baker said baker mayfield i think that's right you know that's been one of the fun things is uh seeing browns fans now there's two types of browns fans they're the fan that comes and says that baker is like a god he's awesome and then there's another type of brown fan that just says the roster was really good never met the expectations number one overall pick right yeah which was a surprise he was a surprise number one. He wasn't right. the favorite to be the number one. But one of the things that, I, but also they were zero and sixteen the year that year before something like that. The one thing I think is crazy about it is is how winning one playoff game got to the Browns fans' head. <laughs> They're like, oh my god, like I could, this guy held us back. I'm they like, were doing victory laps. I mean, but it, like you should. They, don't I do flip, like this. Don't look at me. I do like to celebrate Baker person and i think all the people on my podcast continue to say that the browns roster is so awesome and again i just think it's names that were drafted real high i want to see more I, I need to see more and don't tell me jarvis landry at 12 you know 12 years into the league was like some fantastic receiver not bad we were talking about baker or when we started I'm with you cj about that when we started your thing we were talking about when we started your statement we were talking about baker um we heard from scott fitter the other day and baker mayfield scott fitter says this is a open competition competition how much do you buy that zero it's gm speak. none it's gm speak zero none zero, zero. none no. it's about as much competition as taylor Heineke. Did you see what he said when he was asked about it? Oh, awesome. They asked him if if he believed that it was a real competition. Oh, God. He said, no. He said, I get paid $5 million or $2 million a year. That guy's getting paid $30 million a year. He said, I hate to say it, but like the NFL's a business. I'm here to back up Carson Wentz. Taylor Heineke, chef's kiss. The man knows. Yeah, he is. He is a hero. Chad Moore saying on Twitter. Hit the music, Charlie. You forgot about Ryan Tannathrill. No, we did not forget about him. No, we did not. (laughs) But a lot of people will this NFL season. You were on something while ago, and I think it was NFL Network. I think those guys had Malik Willis being the starting quarterback for the Tennessee Titans come week four. Wow. Mm, I don't know about that one. All right, what's Tony, enjoyed it, man. Thank you. C3 Panthers Podcast, Tuesday night. Uh, Man, we've been growing. We want you guys to be a part of the conversation. All right. Tony's a grower, not a shower. We're back with you, Pirate Radio Live, after this.
You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Tiebreakers is open every day at 11 a.m. and is the best place to watch your favorite sports while enjoying the best wings in town along with sam- uh, excuse me, sandwiches, appetizers, cold beer, and more. Follow Tiebreakers on Facebook and Instagram for daily updates. Tiebreakers in Greenville at Bells Fork and in downtown Winterville on Railroad Street. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here is Clip Brock. Shirley, two requests for you. Sure. Can you play the Myers Park Little League team that dropped by the Pirate Radio Studios where they gave us their names and their favorite baseball players? And then while that's happening, can you call Morgan Aylers? Sure. All right. Thank you, Shirley. Appreciate You're welcome. that. Hang on. All right. Let's hear from those little leaguers. They dropped by the Pirate Radio Studios. It was uh, fun to uh, to see those guys and always interested to hear who are the kids following in baseball? Who are their favorite players? Well, they gave us their names and their favorite players, and here's how it sounded. Hi, my name is William, and my favorite baseball player is Jose Ramirez. Hi, my name is J- James Haller. My favorite baseball player is Dansby Swanson. My name is Hunter McGraw, and my favorite baseball player is Joey Votto. Hi, my name is Keegan Dwyer. My favorite baseball player is Mookie Betts. My name is Poku Thomas. My favorite baseball player is Doug Jeter. Hey, my name is Graham Hartzog, and my favorite player is Ronald Acuna Jr. Hi, my name is Landon Mitten, and my favorite baseball player is Kike Hernandez. Hi, my name is Trey Stone, and my favorite baseball player is Mookie Betts. Hey, I'm Jack Henson, and my favorite baseball player is Austin Riley. Hi, I'm Weston Pack, and my favorite baseball player is Aaron Judge. Hi, I'm Kate Kalimba, and my favorite baseball player is Aaron Judge. I'm Graham Earthland, and my favorite baseball player is Jose Ramirez. I'm Aiden Dwyer, and my favorite player is Jackie Robinson. All right. Good job. That's true from Myers Park earlier this week, and we had multiple kids say Aaron Judge, Mookie Betts, Jose Ramirez, I found that's, that one interesting. That's the one that uh, caught my attention. We got some Guardians fans in the house. A lot of Braves said there. World champion Braves getting a lot of love. You, you gave a lot of high fives the other day as those kids went by you after no, they mm-hmm. named a Braves player. No Juan Sotos, unfortunately. Hey, I don't. It's, it's fine. Uh, maybe three years from now, O'Neill Cruz you might hear his name. CJ, what do you what do you think? He has got a bullet on him, man. He throws it fast over there to the first base. What? Nothing. Uh, let's, let's talk to Morgan Aylers. We'll, I'll, I'll revisit that later. Morgan Aylers joins us on the Pirate Radio Live line. How you doing, Morgan? I'm just listening to you guys. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it was just all right. I, I, I want to move on. I want to quickly move on. Uh, we got back to back days with Aylers is, is on the show. We talked to Holton Aylers yesterday. Really cool, Morgan, to hear about his trip to the Manning Passing Academy. And, and really the relationships he's been able to build with, with others in the football world, whether it be guys who worked with uh, with Tom Brady, with Eli Manning. So Holden is making the most uh, of his offseason, it sounds like. Yeah, he's been very busy this summer, very proud of him, and he's putting in a lot of hard work, as are a lot of the players over there. And, um, you know, if you don't do that, you're not going to have the success you want. I, I think he, you know, Holden realizes this is his last his last ride, so to speak, at East Carolina, and he wants to make the best of it. 
I think this is going to be a very, very special year for the Pirates. We talked a lot of O-line this week, Morgan. It sounds like it's coming from inside the building and outside that this is going to be Mike Houston's best offensive line, probably his best overall team uh, that he's had, but certainly the best O-line. And as Holton put it yesterday, that is because of not only talent but depth. And we're going to see Steve Shankweiler work guys in and out. Holton said he couldn't even name a starting five right now because whoever's first string the guy's second string are just about as good or as good as the first stringer. So I tell you, that that's a pleasant thing to hear, Morgan, because we saw it last year. 1,000-yard uh, rusher in Keaton Mitchell. Raji had a good year. That means your O-line's playing well. Pass protection was suspect at times, but sounds like that could be a, uh, a solid position group for East Carolina this season. Yeah, I definitely am. You know, I haven't seen them, but I've heard and talked to some coaches over there, and I've talked to Holton, obviously, and uh, you know, the depth this year is something that they've been trying to build. We've been lacking that over the last, I'd probably say, eight to ten years since the Ruffin McNeil years. Um, you know, two years ago when we played Georgia State, you're starting five guys on the offensive line that have never really played at all before Division One football. Uh, and now you've got maybe 10 to 12 deep that can go in there and move around different positions and uh, possibly start. And, you know, the guys that maybe don't start you know, week one, you say your second five, those guys probably would have started last year. So, uh, you know, it's a good problem to have, and I think that's definitely going to open up both the running and the passing game for the Pirates and give them a little bit more time for the plays to develop like they're supposed to. Very refreshing, too, Morgan, to be able to recruit offensive linemen and redshirt them, not just throw them out there. And you could say that about a lot of positions right now with East Carolina football. But, man, we went through some years where – You'd bring in these high school kids, throw them on the field week one, sometimes out of position, sometimes as a necessity, not even at their position. But, man, it's been great to see the overhaul of the roster and Mike Houston change that. Yeah, it's just so different than it was four years ago when Coach Houston got here. And uh, I mean, you had guys going from offense to defense and defense to offense. Jeremy Lewis was recruited as a defensive end. He did play tight end in South Central. They come in, they really don't have any tight ends in the room. Hey, play tight end for us. Then they move us moving back to, to rush end and he's gonna have a stellar career here at East Carolina. And you know, it's it's good to have that that kind of problem where you've got depth and you've got a lot of competition and coaches always say that you know, the more competition you have in practice, the sharper you are during the game. And they're gonna have a lot of competition in practice this year at a lot of positions. Really looking forward to that week one matchup and asked uh, Holden if Devin Leary was down at the Manning Passing Academy. He says, yeah, he was actually uh, my roommate down there. And I said, oh, so what'd y'all talk about uh, about that week one game? He was like, yeah, we didn't really talk about that much. So like, I guess that's for us fans, uh, Morgan, to talk about and people uh, with microphones. But as far as the players go, uh, not going to be too much back and forth, it sounds like, at least from the starting quarterbacks for that game. Yeah, I mean, I've I've never met Devin. I understand he's a really good, he's obviously a great quarterback, but a great young man as well. And uh, Coach Dorn's done a good job with him up there in Raleigh. And uh, you know, that's that's our week one opponent. But like Mike Houston says, you take every week, and you know, the next game is the most important game of the season. And obviously, the, it's going to be rocking on uh, September the third. It's going to be 112 degrees at 12 o'clock. Uh, bring you know high. Not only do the players are going to have to hydrate, I think the fans are going to have to start hydrating on Tuesday. So, uh, you know, it's going to be something special, a great environment. Uh, I feel good about the Pirates' chances in that game. It's going to be tough. State's going to be a really good football team. This is 
this is the year that not only Coach Houston's been building for from a team standpoint, I really think this is a, a, a year that the NC State folks have been building towards. Yeah. Uh, so uh, they're gonna, you know, they're gonna have a good football team. They're gonna get some fits in the ACC, but uh, I think uh, I like our chances in the AAC and in week number one. Morgan Ayler is joining us on the Pirate Radio Live Line. Morgan, uh, what's on your docket for the weekend? Nada. Wow. Nothing. How about that? Nothing. No weddings? What if Chandler has a shotgun wedding he wants to do tomorrow? Could you help him out? Sure I could. Is getting married? We do it for free? Because <laughs> I ain't got sure jack squat. <laughs> well, you won't see Morgan Ailes there. <laughs> Oh man! Okay. Hey, good for you, Morgan. Get a get a wedding. Just invite me. There you go. Yeah, there you go. Hey, that's fine. I'll do that. He'll just hang out, and then Chandler's gonna give you a computer and speakers and let you go to work. Uh good for you though, Morgan, to uh to get some time off. Yeah, looking looking forward to a week off, and then next weekend we get back at it again. But there you go. Uh, been a great been a great wedding season. So if you're out there planning a wedding for next year, this fall, give me a call. DJ Captain Morgan. Morgan, thanks for joining us here on a Friday, man. Enjoy your weekend, and we'll talk again soon. All right, guys. You have a great weekend. Thank you, sir. Morgan Ayler's joining us on Pirate Radio Live. Let's do it right now. I don't want to wait anymore. I want to open up the booty bag, Shirley Rhodes. Let the freedom ring. And pull out a big box of freedom. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Freedom. Let it ring. Brewed by original process from the choices hops, rice, and best barley malt. Brewed and canned in the U.S. of A. Anheuser-Busch Incorporated. A case of Budweiser on the line. It can be yours if you're caller number 12, 317-1250. Must be 21 or older to win. Here's to the freedom that unites all Americans. It is the foundation that our country's strength is built upon. To commemorate this, we have replaced our iconic Budweiser name with freedom so we can all toast to the value we hold so dear. This Bud's for freedom, and this Bud's for you. That was beautiful. Sends one malt tear down my my face. All right, 317-1250. We're back with more after this. Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. For the latest breaking news, interesting stories, and awesome contests that can make you a winner, be sure to follow Pirate Radio on our various social media. Uh, You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at PR927FM. Join the over 57,000 followers today. And congratulations to Susan Deans, who picked up uh, the 24-pack of Budweiser Freedom Beer. And uh, she says she'll be here beginning of next week to pick it up. Uh, Susan, I have a message for you. Here's to the freedom that unites all Americans. It is the foundation that our country We're running out of time. Susan now lives in a country where she has the freedom to say fire Matt rule every day without prosecution. Well, I will say this. This Bud's 
for you, Susan Deans. All right. Well said, Chandler. Thank you very much. You know, you got a real bullet on you. I just want to say. Uh, let's head out to the... You've pi- seen it? Let's head out to quickly to the Pirate Radio Live line and talk to Mark Greenheld's Golf Shop Radio Show. He joins us here on PRL. Greeny, how you doing today? I'm doing great, Cliff. How you doing? Doing fantastic. And, uh, man, great day for our guy, Harold Varner III, as we... Uh, went into day two. It was looking pretty bleak for Harold, but turned it around today. I think everybody in his group, Rom, Spieth, and HV3, finishes four under par. So they're uh, right there, going to make the cut. Uh, not really in contention right now because Cameron Smith, 13 under par, uh, goes eight under today. And a good day to be named Cameron. If your name is Cameron, you're at the top of the leaderboard uh, at the time of this recording as Cameron Young is second right now, two strokes back of Cameron Smith. Roy McElroy up there near the top as well. So, Greeny, uh, first of all, on our guy Harold, we always uh, open up conversations on him. You know, what went right for him day two that went wrong on uh, day one? Well, this this event this year at the Open Championship being played at St. Andrews with the wind being very tame, the golf course becomes a little defensive, uh, defenseless. So uh, what you get is really a putting contest. And we've talked all year that that's been Harold's uh, kind of thing that has held him back. And when he, when he putts well, he scores well. He putted well today. I think we really saw him have one mistake where he kind of blew a putt by a hole and missed it coming back. So other than that, a, a very good putting day for Harold. So, But that's really what we're up against here. I mean, traditionally – what you see at St. Andrews is guys who can hit it a long way or guys who can putt. And then obviously if you get the combination of that, then you're going to be in really good shape for this championship with this wind being down because guys can take advantage. I mean, you can, you can hit it a long way. You can get it running on the ground. Uh, you can get it onto these greens. But the problem is, Cliff, that these greens are absolutely huge. There's a lot of instances where, you know, the green is, is two different holes. Um, and, you know, we've seen guys like Rory McIlroy today have, you know, 80-yard uh, putts or something along those lines. Yeah. So, uh, so you, have to, you have to putt well, and you have to lag putt really well. So that's what, what you're going to see rise to the top of the leaderboard. Some low scores, as you said, due to friendly weather as uh, the cut line right now looking like it's going to be even. So, Greeny, what are they uh, predicting as far as weather goes Saturday and Sunday? Do you think we'll keep seeing these low scores here in this tournament? It's, yeah, it's supposed to be more of the same. I mean, before the event started, most people were predicting 18, 19 under par being what was going to win this. Wow. And we all know that it gets a little bit, you know, a little bit tighter in terms of nerves and whatnot on Sunday. So, you know, you, you know, could see somebody get fairly close. You could see Cam Smith get, uh, you know, another three or four under par, get to about, you know, 16 or 17 under, shoot a couple under on Sunday, and, and lo and behold, there you are. You're, you're 18, 19 under par. So it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. But the wind is supposed to be very much the same, um, which is, you know, it's strange. At the Open Championship, it seems like you either get, like, nice weather or – horrific weather like no wind or a bunch of wind i always like to see a nice mixture mark greenhouse golf shop radio show joining us today on pirate radio live you can check out his program coming up 8 to 10 a.m right here on pirate radio on saturday greeny tiger woods misses the cut tiger woods also speaks this week and he's a guy when uh he talks people listen he shared his thoughts on golfers going to that live tour and uh 
he is uh, opposed to it and and it's sounds a bit hypocritical when you hear a guy with as much money as tiger woods uh talk about you know why would a guy go over there but again his words carry a lot of weight so what do you think of tiger uh speaking up this week uh, tiger really put the hammer down didn't yeah. he? and and that's the big thing is that and you know i i think what you saw was maybe some conversations going on behind the scenes because you've seen also the rna step up a little bit because number one they told greg norman not to show up for the champion dinner. Yeah. They kind of told Phil Mickelson not to show up for the champion uh, dinner, which is two of the big, obviously Norman being the CEO, but Phil being kind of the first guy and the, and the loudest voice in the room going. So you kind of saw the RNA step up a little bit. You've heard, uh, obviously the PGA tour and the DP world tour have stepped up. Um, you got a little inkling from the USGA that the qualifications for the U S open might change in the future. So you're starting to see everybody else kind of get on the same page, which is going to spell bad news for the live. Interesting. Mark Greenheld's joining us, Golf Shop Radio Show. Greeny, once again, uh, one more on the open as we uh, we look at the leaderboard now. Again, Cameron and Cameron. Cameron Smith on top of that leaderboard. Cameron Young, Rory McIlroy, DJ Dustin Johnson. Four strokes back, Scotty Scheffler. Five back, so you got some names up there at the top. Who are you uh, looking at this weekend to, to make a move and uh, potentially win this? Well, one of my one of my two favorite picks was Cameron Smith. So I'm right there in business right now. And the reason why I did that is because I was looking at the weather. And if you go back to the Players' Championship, I mean, what did Cameron Smith do? He made every single putt you ever looked at. And uh, Brando Chambly already mentioned it today that this could be, it, it might be, if not is, the greatest round of putting ever recorded. You know, I mean, obviously we, we didn't record putts of length in, you know, back in 1950. But, you know, in terms of recording putting, it might be the greatest round of putting of all time. And that's basically what won Cam Smith the Players' Championship. I mean, you sit there and you watch him make these putts and you're like, oh, you know, he's just making everything and he's making all these par putts when he needs to. And and that's what you look at coming into this week. It was going to come down to a putting contest. The one thing that Cam Smith hasn't done well in the majors this year is he does struggle sometimes driving the ball. I mean, he's 143rd in strokes gained off the tee. So when you go to a golf course like this where, you know, you can get away with a bad tee shot here and there because it's kind of so wide open, you just got to miss the, the correct bunkers. Then you look at it, it becomes a putting contest. You look at Cam Smith's 12th in strokes gained putting. You look at Scotty Scheffler, who's 38th. Uh, Cam Young is 57th. DJ is uh, 162nd. So when you start looking at these guys, by the way, Rory's ninth in strokes gained putting. So when you start looking at who to look at over Saturday and Sunday, you really start looking at the guys that have been putting well this year. Mark Greenhelge, Golf Shop Radio Show, joining us. Greeny, since we've last talked, uh, there's a new quarterback in charlotte baker mayfield joining the carolina panthers talked to the media for the first time earlier this week and uh what's your take on baker to the panthers I, here, here's a question i've been asking body everybody do you feel any different about the panthers with the addition of mayfield than you did previously no I, for me i think the big thing for the panthers this year was the improvement of the offensive line obviously you picked up uh the guy from nc state to play left tackle um, you had another signing on the offensive line. So you got a little more stability, you hope, on that offensive line. Obviously, Sam Darnold's going to have a little bit of an advantage because he's going to know the offense. Baker Mayfield's coming in and has to learn the offense. So I think that kind of almost may put him on equal footing. Um, you know, 
Baker might have a little more. We don't know. Baker's had more swagger in the past, but now you get traded. Do you lose some of that swagger? Sam Darnold, um, you know, I mean, when he had protection in the first four games, Panthers were 4-0 last year. Then everybody figured out, let's just flip, flip the heck out of him. And he starts seeing those ghosts in the secondary again. So, you know, I don't know if it really picked them up at all. I mean, I, I'm still seeing 7-10, and 10, maybe 8-9. and nine. Um, you know, there's some games that could go either way early on in that schedule. It's that middle part of the schedule that's tough for the Panthers. And, you know, when you look at the division, I mean, you, you think they're going to lose twice to Tampa Bay. I mean, I've got them. I think it's a tough task to even split with New Orleans if you, if you have some decent quarterback play down in New Orleans because their defense is so good. And then you hope to beat Atlanta twice. And, and you know, now you're already behind the eight ball if you're losing in your own division, if you're the potentially third, or may, you know, maybe battling for second in your division, but you're already kind of behind the eight ball at that point. And they've, they've got a bunch of tough games. Greeny, we'll talk a little more football before we let you go. Uh, Clemson, as a former Clemson athlete, as a famous Tiger alum, I know you're you're there at all the important meetings. So uh, what does the, the future look like with Clemson, ACC, SEC? Uh, what's the chatter on that, if anything, going on right now? You know, I mean, you got to think that something's going to happen. I mean, do we go to an NFL, you know, AFC, NFC, where there's two super conferences and you have some divisions inside of those things? I mean, I, I, I've gone as far and I don't think it has ever happened, but I mean, I would, I would be in favor of four conferences with, you know, with two divisions in each conference. And then those conference winners all go into an eight team playoff and, and away you go. Um, and then, you know, I even said you could have some kind of relegation because at that point you're only talking about 64 teams, right? And you, maybe there's some teams that still are quality to get in and bowl games become, you know, teams are staying in that 64, teams are getting knocked out of that 64, you got the eight battling for the win. You know, all these games can become important. If you have important games, we all know people watch important games. Everybody makes a lot of money. I don't think it'll ever end up at that point because I don't think they'll ever do the you know, promotion or relegation kind of a thing, but it makes it intriguing. But I think something's got to happen for the ACC. Uh, you know, you're, you're still going to see, I think, these Big Ten and, uh, and, and SEC start going out and poaching teams. I mean, we've got the money with Phil Knight behind Oregon, so something's going to happen there. Um, you know, and, and but it comes down to, you know, Clemson's kind of in that odd situation because they are a, a big brand, but they're not in a big market. So, you know, the time for them has to be sooner as opposed to later in case you have a downfall, which I don't see coming because they've got some good recruiting for 2023. I think the defense could be the best, if not uh, one of the best in the country this year. Of course, I think it's going to come down to quarterback play for them. But, you know, you got to strike while the iron's hot and while your brand's big. And, you know, because you may not be a Miami from a, a market standpoint, you're not a you know, in L.A., which got you, you know, SD and UCLA going somewhere. So um, it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out and who's the next domino to fall and what kind of money we're talking here because it's a big agency for any ACC team to get out. No doubt. Mark Greenheld's joining us. Golf Shop radio show coming your way Saturday. They'll be talking about the Open. Uh, also, another tournament to keep an eye on this weekend. Let's bring in uh, Chandler Honeycutt real quick. Chandler, uh, you got a big tournament coming up uh, this weekend, right? Yeah, that's right. Uh, Lakewood Country Club in Salemburg, North Carolina, will be having our member guest tournament coming up. And it started yesterday with the uh, Par 3 Challenge. Today's the practice round. 
and uh, I obviously will not be there to participate in both of those. But uh, Granny, uh, always fun when the country clubs have their member guests, right? Yeah, those are always the big events. Uh, there's usually a little bit of uh, wagering involved, with some Calcuttas and things along those lines, and uh, uh, lots of you know clubs do the the match play stuff and the flights, and then and then we battle it out to see who's going to win at the end. So. Uh, it's always a, a fun time, and it's a lot of golf, a lot of food, and usually a few adult beverages in there at some point as well. So we always hope that the uh, the weather holds on. You don't get those afternoon thunderstorms to delay things a little bit. But, yeah, you consider it you know, one of your major championships. <laughs> I, I joke to everybody at the Country Club that it's the Masters because we have like a memorial tournament, and there, there's some charity tournaments that go around that Lakewood Country Club over the year. And uh, I say this is the Masters of the year, and it's a fun time. Me and Tim White, my partner, this is our third year in the tournament, and uh, we'll be in the third flight. There's a championship flight, then a first, second, third, fourth, and fifth flight. And uh, we won the third flight the first year a couple years ago during the COVID year. We went to the second flight last year and did not have any luck, so we're back in the third flight this year and uh, looking forward to it this weekend. And, uh, yeah, it will. I'll, actually, when I leave here after the show, I'll be making a beeline to the clubhouse. We'll have our Calcutta tonight. And uh, if I have enough drinks, maybe I'll buy my team, but uh, we'll see. There you go. Always bet on yourself, right? Well, I did. I actually, the first year I played, I had a guy bet on it. I was using the bathroom when when, uh, my team came up, and I came out of the bathroom. The guy was like, hey, uh, somebody just bought your team. So I went up to the guy, and I had a few drinks, and I said, hey, I want to buy my team. And uh, he said, you want to go in half, or do you want to buy it whole? I said, I want to buy it whole. And my partner wasn't even at the Calcutta, so after I bought it, I called him. I said, hey, we're going to have to play our tails off. I said, I just we just bought our team, and sure enough, we won, and we uh, got a good chunk of change, and we split it up and uh, get, went out of there with uh, some good money. I don't know if Greeny and the crew will be covering this on Saturday, but we will certainly recap it Monday on uh, Pirate Radio Live. Greeny, uh, what all do you got planned for uh, Saturday's show? Well, uh, we are uh, going to go with one of our standards, and we're going to talk to a little Rex Hoggard, who's uh, over there in uh, St. Andrews. We'll also check in with Robin Barwick, who's there as well, but he's the editor of Kingdom Magazine. And then we are going to check in with a little New England golf. So we'll check in with Mike May of New England golf. So And, and you know, we'll talk college football with Bill Bender, of course. So lots of stuff going on. Awesome stuff. Greeny, thanks for joining us today, man. Have a great show on Saturday, and we'll talk to you again next week. All right, thanks. Hope you all have a good weekend, too. Thank you, Greeny. Mark Greenhills, Golf Shop Radio Show, joining us on PRL. We'll take a timeout, come back, uh, wrap it up with Brian North. He's on the other side of this timeout. More to go, Pirate Radio Live after this. listening to hour three of pirate radio live this hour of prl is brought to you by bud light reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly bud light the official beer of the ecu pirates and proudly distributed by carolina eagle distributing since 1989 now back to the show Welcome back. Taking a quick look at your stock market report. The Dow uh, was up 658 points, closed out the week at 31,288. The NASDAQ was ahead 201 points at 11,452. The S&P was also up 72 points, closed out the week at 3,863. That is your Wells Fargo Advisors financial report. For a personal look into investing, call Wells Fargo Advisors Today at 756-6900 in Greenville, Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. Now let's head back in to PRL 
Here is Clip Rock. All righty. Brian North is our closer on this Friday. Let's head out to the Pirate Radio Live line and talk to Mr. North, WCTI 12. He joins us here on PRL. North, how you doing, man? Doing good. Enjoying one of those really slow last weekends of summer before uh, things really get cranked up or last last weekend without any nfl camps going on yeah uh we are getting close uh, to football season and let's start with some uh high school football had will bland uh head coach jh rose earlier on the show today got nate connor coming up on tuesday so starting to preview area high school football here on pirate radio live and uh thanks to brett kennedy from wcti 12 uh found out that andy too uh announced he was stepping away as south central's head coach uh and i guess he represented the falcons and as in an all-star game recently but but brett kennedy um had that on twitter and i talked to a former south central player who played for andy too and sounded like brian that uh he stepped down but maybe it wasn't his decision to step down i don't know maybe more details will come out on that but uh you really gotta have your ear to the ground for high school coaching news seems like this kind of stuff happens quite a bit but man this is really close to the season for this uh news to be coming out he uh, actually had stepped away back in february and they had an interim who they, they've now named a head coach okay so, uh but andy you know has been there quite a long time and so uh high school football it's uh it's tough the the jobs turn over pretty quick pitt county's been really lucky to have some good long-time uh, head coaches who have wanted to stick around at those, some of those schools. But uh, lots of changes going on these last couple of years. Uh, it feels like almost everybody has, has uh, changed coaches uh, in Pitt County here in the last uh, couple of years. So uh, it happens. Uh, it's, uh, you know, there's when I got here 24 years ago, this will be my 25th year. I mean, there's no – I don't think there's anybody who's uh, the original coach that uh, when I first arrived here. So – High school football, higher burnout factor and uh, more pressure. But uh, South Central, uh, who hasn't had that many football coaches in its short history, uh, is going to try something different this fall. A little over a month away from kicking things off in the high school football season, Brian, as you start to prepare and, and look ahead, any players, teams come to mind you're looking forward to seeing this 2022 season in the East? You know, we're, we're having one of those resurgence in talent again. We've been, had a little bit of a lull in um, – you know, we're, we've been so blessed with how great the high school football is around here. And, and we haven't had the, the NFL stud-like uh, players uh, the last couple of years. But we're starting to get some of those uh, uh, kids again that you're seeing. Newburn's loaded. Newburn's got uh, several guys, including uh, K.J. Sampson, who was uh, recruited by everybody. He's chosen Florida State. We'll see if that holds. But uh, he's a kid who's going into his senior year, and he really – uh, is expecting to have a good season. So um, so he's one that really jumps out, and you start looking around at some of the other schools. Havlock's loaded again. Havlock's got a young man, wide receiver, who's committed to NC State, and he's expected to have a big year. Um, so you've got a few of those schools that you're, you're really looking forward to. Brian North joining us on the Pirate Radio Live Line as we bounce around, talk about what's going on in the world of sports. Saw this headline, Brian, that North Carolina – uh, had a, and we'll switch gears to basketball, first recruit to decommit from North Carolina since 2003, 
and that player ended up going straight to the NBA, J.R. Smith. Smith. Uh, yeah, but this is G.G. Jackson uh, decommitting yeah. from North Carolina. And, look, I, I got to be honest, I don't know who G.G. Jackson is. I don't follow, uh, you know, North Carolina basketball recruiting. But a lot of talk about this on social media yeah. uh, last night and other places. So I'm seeing uh, maybe South Carolina, Frank Martin in play here. But uh, I don't know. Do you Have you been following this story? And just a little bit, just because of the the salaciousness of that, I didn't realize North Carolina hasn't had a player decommit. Yeah, <laughs> J.R. Smith. I don't even know how you call J.R. Smith a decommitment because he jumped to the NBA. Right. But it's just you know North Carolina folks are are not used to being spurned at the altar, and so now they've got a young man. And this is kind of a complicated story because he was originally he had verbal to play for Frank Martin at South Carolina, then Frank got tossed. Uh, in Columbia, so they're changing coaches. He said, well, I don't want to be a part of this. And Hubert Davis scooped on in and uh, scooped him up, but now he's talked about reclassifying, maybe one more year of prep school. Um, there's talk maybe he goes back to South Carolina. So it's just been interesting. The kid's from Columbia, so um, it, it's weird. But there was some weird tweets about how Hubert Davis is finally getting is, and so that's – and, and no one would explain what that meant. So there's just been some of this back and forth between North Carolina and South Carolina fans mm. deal. But Gigi Jackson is, from what I can tell, he's a good basketball player. But I don't know if he was going to make or break um, uh, a college basketball roster this year. A tall, thin guy. Again, he could, but I don't know if he was the recruit who's going to win you a national championship. Brian North joining us when we think about transferring, and, and that's different than decommitting, obviously, but I don't know why that, this always pops in my brain. And now with the transfer portal, it happens obviously all the time, and you have multiple guys transferring from uh, just about every school in the country. But I still remember, and I, I looked it up to see what year it was. This is 1991, so I'm a 9-, 10-year-old kid, and you know my dad followed recruiting and everything. And I remember this pre-internet but i still remember it being a big deal when north carolina a guy transferred from north carolina and it was clifford rogier transferring from north carolina to louisville and how at the time it was like oh my god this trade what is he doing how could you leave north carolina and that it's kind of funny looking back on that now uh, when it's so commonplace these days yeah and and i i go back even further i remember when guys started leaving school early like my god michael jordan oh man one year of school behind it North carolina <laughs> how dare he what is he thinking How, how's he gonna have a career a job <laughs> <laughs> and now it's my god you're actually staying a second year holy cow armando baycott's coming back to school what's wrong with him has he got a deformity <laughs> yeah the kid at farmville uh this year who's returned to nc Terquavion, yeah yeah what is good what's Something's weird. You could be drafted. What is wrong with you? So it's amazing how that mindset has changed in 30 years. Brian North joining us. North, first time we've talked since the Panthers added the new QB. Any? Do you feel any different about the Panthers with Baker Mayfield than you did a week ago? Yeah, I don't know. I, I, <laughs> By the way, that's kind of the common answer. It's a, it's a yeah. This asserts that David Tepper is more wacko than, than any panther fan wants because he's the one pulling the strings on these deals and i don't know if if there's any difference between baker mayfield and sam darnold at all it's going to depend on your offensive line if you have a good offensive line that protects them sam darnold would be good which they did seem like they put a premium on this offseason brian tried to right yeah i think we're going to see if the payoff and 
when Christian McCaffrey stays healthy, the quarterback is better as well, no matter who it is. So when you start looking and breaking down, okay, so let's give them a perfect scenario. If you have a much better offensive line, McCaffrey, McCaffrey stays healthy and you got the weapons to throw to, who's the better quarterback? Who's the better, what's the better situation? You know, Sam Darnold's probably got the better arm. He's the better athlete. Uh, but Baker Mayfield may be a little bit better of a decision maker. Maybe it may be a little bit more of a leader, although that leadership is coming into question. So uh, Donald Donald seems to be the the better athlete. Uh, well, Mayfield seems to be the more I don't know reliable decision maker. And even that's scary. They're both they're both rebels that <laughs> throwing the football. They try to do things they shouldn't do and get in trouble with turnovers that way. So. I'm not sure there's a huge difference. And if your offensive line is horrible, they got to run for their life, I don't think there's, there's much difference in who's back there. Darnold may be able to stay healthier because he's a little bit better of an athlete. You know what Baker uh, has more of than Sam Darnold, Brian? And that's moxie. And I don't know what that is, but I know Baker has more of it. Uh, certainly is his, his, his a better interview. <laughs> Darnold is one of the most boring interviews I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, uh, and Baker Mayfield will talk some junk and trash, which is a little bit better for us media. There you go. Um, but I'm not, you know, I, I, maybe Matt Corral is the guy that I think more Panther fans would rather see. Yeah, I like Corral. Uh, Brian North joining us. A lot of people don't like Matt Rule, and and they have their reasons, and most of it's because he hasn't won in Carolina. And when I say people, I mean Panthers fans. But you could. If you were to uh, say you were a, a lawyer defending Matt Rule uh, as an NFL head coach, you could point to quarterback situation he walked into and has gone through so far in a very short amount of time, and also the McCaffrey injuries uh, that you've talked about the last couple of years, and excuses, whatever. It's his job to figure it out. But, man, I, the dealer didn't give him the best cards, I will say. I'll even throw in pandemic might be the worst thing. Remember, there's that too. Yeah, he went into the pandemic. So yeah, he hasn't had been able to to go through the normal routine of uh, talent evaluation in person, practice time, all those things. I think last year, maybe the last two years, he's been quick to make some changes. He's been quick to try different things. He hasn't been as steadfast as some coaches and been a little wishy-washy, and some of his decisions have not worked out. Personnel-wise, I don't know if you can even blame him for a lot of those issues. I think that's been coming from rotating general managers. And I'm, I'm telling you, David Tepper, is, is turning into that wacko uh, owner who wants to have a new shiny toy in there and, and will pull the trigger on it yeah. and then expects him to win with it. So I just, I really go to blame him more than ever. But I liked the Matt Rule hire when it happened. I looked at what he did in college and all his other stops and how by the third or fourth year he really uh, has turned things around. Well, last year they were stagnant. They've gone from five wins to five wins. So, um, this is a huge year for him. I don't, I don't think he's an idiot, but the NFL game is a little bit different, and the cards he's had to deal with have been a little bit different as well. So this is a huge year for him. Uh, last year I thought the pressure may have gotten him a little bit, uh, so I'm real curious to see how they react and how when things get a little tough, how he reacts this year and how quickly the fans will turn on him. I do know that's going to be a fun week one in Charlotte. Baker Mayfield facing his former team, when, and it is to be determined who the Browns roll in here uh, into the state of North Carolina playing quarterback week one with Deshaun Watson. Could be, I mentioned uh, earlier this week, could be a homecoming. Jacoby Brissett playing football back in the state of North Carolina. I'm sure fans will love that. Jacoby Brissett, I, I feel like he's so underrated everywhere the guy goes. 
he gets put into this weird position. He plays, plays pretty well, and then gets kind of like sent packet because they want to try a, a different option. But I think I feel like Jacoby, Jacoby Brissett's been pretty good most places. So uh, if you did your rankings for like backup quarterbacks, Brian, he'd definitely be top ten in the NFL. And, and so, and the Browns have talent. So I'm not. It's gonna be that's gonna be real interesting to see how that plays out in Cleveland. I think he's just been quietly going about his business while all this other drama has been going on. And uh, and you know, again, Jaco- this isn't new for Jacoby. He's been in some weird positions before, and all of a sudden had to play. And for the most part, I think he's played pretty well. So uh, that that whole week one scenario is going to be real interesting. Of course, the Panthers will probably screw it up, and Matt Rule will make like the. Uh, Sam Donald, the opening quarterback, or something. It's going to be some. You know, the Panthers will screw this up somehow. Yeah, back to back years with the quarterback playing his former team. It was Darnold versus the Jets last yeah. year. It could be May- Mayfield versus the Browns this year. And yeah, we were talking about this with with buddies one night after sports trivia at AJ's. How it's good that this is the be- like week one, and the NFL set it up this way, which they didn't know Baker was going to be in Carolina unless they really are pulling all the strings behind the scenes. But I remember when. It was, let's see, Cam. Yeah, Cam went to New England, and they had the Panthers on the schedule like week nine or whatever. And I joked that, you know, well, by the time we get to this game, like Cam will be replaced, and the Panthers will have like P.J. Walker and a quarterback. And sure enough, all that happened. And uh, so it's it, and it's really week to week now in the NFL. If you don't have a great top-notch quarterback, all those guys – can be replaced so at least for one week you'll have that tasty hey and and look we're in the state of north carolina we talk about the panthers a lot but in the nfl landscape the panthers i think are overlooked quite a bit at least it'll get them on the radar week one with baker and with as long as baker's there and talking like you said it kind of makes the panthers a little bit relevant uh, until they uh drop a few games Oh, so much. Sam Donald's the worst interview I've ever seen in my life when it comes to the media standpoint. You go from having Cam all those years to then, you know, Donald tries to be generic and say the right things, then he screws those up, but it's just it's so plain and boring. But yeah. How about the guy to get screwed the most out of this is P.J. Walker, right? P.J. Yeah. probably lost his roster spot. He had already lost his jersey. He had already uh, given his jersey to the punter Hecker. That's the <laughs> Hecker's given it to Baker Mayfield. So now P.J.'s got to sit there in the quarterback room and look at his number. And the guy who probably is going to cost him a roster spot, but he's going to sit there in training camp and go through that crap. Yeah, well, Matt, he's a Matt Rule guy, so hopefully he'll he'll have a job somewhere in the uh, Panthers organization. Uh, North, good stuff, man. What you got on the uh, the docket this weekend? Man, I'm telling you, I, I just did a Facebook post. This is the first time in a month and a half that I got done on Friday. I looked at the calendar. I looked at the weekend. There's no birthday parties. There's no... Uh, MC opportunities, there's no uh, sporting event, there's nothing on my calendar this weekend, and that is rare, and we know it's going to be even more rare as we get into football season. So, nothing but getting in naps and uh, trying to keep the kids alive is all I'm doing this weekend. All right, well, good luck with those tasks, and uh, we will check in with you again next week as we creep closer to another fall and uh, more football. Brian, thanks for joining us, man. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you soon. All right, sounds good, Clipper. Brian North joining us on a Friday edition of PRL, and that does it for the show and for the week. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back with you Monday, 3 o'clock, with an all-new edition of Pirate Radio Live for Shirley Rhodes, CJ Schaefer, Chandler Honeycutt, the crew here at Pirate Radio. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you Monday. So long, everybody. 
Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation. 